What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 48. As always, I'm James. I'm Aaron Pinion. I'm Jared Scott, and we have a special guest with us tonight. I'm Jason Fogelsong. Welcome, Jason. Welcome. What's up, man? Uh, For those of you that do not know, you should know. Uh, Jason is a uh, he's an educator along with us. Um, but Jason is running for an Amarillo City Council position. Yeah. Uh, yep. Council place, place two. two. Council place two. Which one of the things that we'll discuss tonight? Currently, place two doesn't mean shit. It, it really doesn't. The the idea that we have a place two should have some significance to an actual place in Amarillo, but it doesn't. Right? You can run for place two and live pretty much anywhere. This is correct. As long as I live in the city limits, I can run for any city council seat. Or mayor. Don't want to be mayor. No. No, you don't want to be mayor. No. We don't want our mayor that we have right now. I don't. Wow. Do you think you would be a good mayor? Oh, hell yeah. You'd be a crooked mayor. You you would be a very crooked. Well, you'd fit right in with what we have. Yeah, you want these cheeseburgers, man? Oh, man. (laughs) You would influence our public the wrong way. (laughs) All right, but if you are one of our regular listeners, uh, we're also, Jason, one thing you don't know, we're really big in Lebanon, apparently. Yeah, dude. Lebanon. We're really big in Lebanon for some reason. Are we talking about the the Uh, town of Lebanon or the country? No, the actual country of Lebanon. We were at one point... beginning of the year we were like number 15 in the whole country that's They're number 15 podcast <laughs> don't know. what, what I mean, a great we, accomplishment right we, uh, we, maybe we have a military base thanks over guys <laughs> keep, keep listening to us please maybe, keep, maybe please um but you know we we started off our um we didn't have our traditional theme music tonight uh we had music representing the great uh the lost the no longer dmx yes rest in peace yes man golly like Nothing was like more exciting when every DMX song would come on, like the best pump up music ever. Like you oh, just yeah. got jacked up and his little arr, 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 you know, whatever. He yeah. put like, a battery in everybody's even... back. Like yeah. when you heard his his music, you you definitely got excited. You run through a brick wall, right? How? Yeah. I, I mean, even this year, I was listening, or I know he did it a while back, but when he sang Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, I was oh, like, what? Man. What? And he's awesome at it. Like, Hang on didn't he second. read some children books? Too? Yeah, he would read children books, and I'm like, God, dude, like this dude is awesome. I liked him. I, I loved didn't him. know he had a great voice. I didn't know that he's saying Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't he, hear he, about he, that. Yeah. Oh, you, wait till Christmas. We'll, we'll wait bring till it Christmas. up. <laughs> I'll check it out. You're gonna have to check it out. I, mean, I don't listen to a lot of rap, but I do like DMX. He has a very powerful voice. Yes, uh, exactly. Yes, he brought a lot of energy to every song that he ever recorded. And Rough Riders Anthem. Oh, one of the that's, greatest. That's probably my favorite song. That was one of the, he was one of the first rappers, I feel, that he, his music kind of turned a little bit more poppy and really kind of drug in that pop crowd. He he was definitely huge when we were growing up. In the early 2000s, late 90s. He yeah, was, well, you know, when he first came out, I mean, the, I mean, the first, I remember the first two albums were just like straight, you know, like, it was strong, like, you know, I was like, damn. And then his last couple albums, like, he got a little poppy, which it's all good. I mean, they were still damn good hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was just trying to stay relevant. Can't blame yeah, him. Yeah, I don't blame no. the guy. And then, he, you know, as a, uh, I remember watching him in that, uh, what was it, Romeo Almost Die, whenever he was doing his yeah. acting stuff. I was like, 
Why is this guy? No, then, no, it was Exit Wounds. Well, that one too. He I was didn't, in a I didn't, couple, he was in he was in a couple movies, and I was like, at first, I was like, why is he? But he was actually pretty good. Like you know, you get those rappers that try to you know, like Ludacris. What do you think of Ludacris? I, I mean, and his it, acting career. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I think he's great. I like, I like Luda, man. So, but if you but like Ludacris, I put Ludacris at one place, but then uh, another rapper that made uh, his acting. I don't know if it was his debut, but he acted in the Fast and Furious movies. Ja Rule. That's just, that guy's terrible. Well, yeah. the, he's, he's tough. To the greatest to. rapper actor of all time is Tupac, in my opinion. Nope. No. Ice T. Oh, hands up. Oh, Law and Order SVU. Law and Order, man. Come on, bro. That's terrible. But have you heard Ice T cover Slayer's Raining Blood? Oh man, I'd love no. to hear that. It's it's out there. The the band he has a metal band called Body Count, and they cover Slayer, and they have their own original music, and it's it's pretty freaking awesome. Ice T doing heavy metal. He shout he shouts into the mic just like Tom Araya, like he wow. they, he could fill in for him. <laughs> oh wow! Pena tries to do that at, uh, at wow. football practice. <laughs> Damn, I, I could, uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. find that. That doesn't hit as hard as uh, as Dave Matthews, I'm sure. Oh, no. <laughs> every fucking time. The punches time. have been thrown. It, it, every fucking time, It's dude. not every time. Crash into me, bro. You're like, you're turning into jeans. You, I know. You always I have know. to fucking I just, shoot I, I like, I like, I like giving you a hard time. You know, people listen to Dave Matthews. Aaron. <laughs> Seriously? Shoot me, shoot me while I'm down. Shoot me. <laughs> you know, rip my throat out. Aaron's, is, Aaron's just a big fan. Uh, I no. am. Well, you know, I'm moving on sometimes. That's okay. Yeah. You, you'll still go see him in concert. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of hot bitches there. What's it's up? a huge hippie fest. I mean, why not? <laughs> right. right? Yeah. A lot of entertainment around. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So DMX yep. was in the news last week, right? Because he, he had like a heart attack something last he, week. He had a drug overdose, oh. which put him on life support. And Isn't he like 50? Yeah, he's 50. Was Man, it? that's still living but that lifestyle. His real name is Earl, for those of you who don't know. Was it, was it Coke? Or I can't remember what. Or was it some other shit? It might have been like a variance of different drugs. Because uh, he was he was bad for a while. I knew, well, I, knew, like, like, I thought he was trying to get back straight, you know, kind of clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And he was severely out of shape, you know. He didn't oh, take yeah. care of himself over the years at all. So it caught up to him. Well, he was guy. in prison for a while. Yeah, Just he give was. it some time. Somebody will come out and say the Illuminati killed him. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, I mean, it's right? coming. Or the government. I think we know. just started it. Or both. <laughs> yeah, or both. Maybe he owed taxes. <laughs> Something like that. Now, Wesley Snipes owed taxes. He's still alive. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. Yeah. Didn't. So, why did. I mean, why did. Uh, DMX go to jail. Wasn't it like dogfighting or something? Didn't he get I roped so. into that as well? Maybe dogfighting or like gun charges or something. There's a couple of different ones. It's always something. There's never usually just one charge. When when when, I mean, when he went to jail over thirty times in his life for multiple crimes. Wow. Yeah. In 1986, he stole a dog from a junkyard and he was ordered to go to the juvenile unit of a New York facility for two years. So that's kind of the beginning. Of his mischief. It's pretty brave to steal a dog from the junkyard. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I'm about to say, aren't they mean? mean, mean yeah. How the hell did he steal the dog? That's how he got his <laughs> his nickname and his persona, I guess. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, and another, um, uh, the world lost another person less important. Uh, the King of England died. Or, no, no. He's the prince. He's the prince. Do the we prince, care, though? Does anybody prince, care here? I. I mean, oh, that's a really good point. Wasn't there a Facebook meme where he was purple or something? <laughs> I mean, it's I kinda, see that it's kind of mean if that's what I think it is. But, <laughs> but think about it now. Who's going to be the king or the prince? I mean, I think it's is it 
It's not the one. It's not the one that married the American. Who is no, it? Aaron. He's Aaron. Like, Aaron. Aaron knows this stuff. Prince Prince Harry, I think, is the one that married Meghan Markle. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're both like so, excommunicated from the yeah, royal family, or they, however they call they that. They called the royal family a bunch of racists, and then took their millions of dollars and wow, a bunch of came American, so a bunch of rich people. And then racist, they hated really? Trump, so they moved somewhere else. So, I don't know. Is it per- California? So who? Okay, who's who's the oldest son? I think it's William. William, so isn't that who just died? That, but William, no. William Philip, I thought it was Philip that Philip. died. Okay, Philip. but William, I think once the once the Queen passes, I think William's next. Yeah, he's the he'll be the the actual king yeah. because she's not she was queen, which means the dude that she married, according to uh, Disney fantasy, uh, the queen <laughs> marries someone and they become a prince. Yeah, that's how the, that's how the Disney royalty works. Yeah. I'm just uh, glad so, that we don't have to worry of, about this stuff here. No, a lot of frozen. No, it's, a lot of frozen. A lot of it's really sensationalized. You know, a lot of Americans they'll decorate their house based off of the the royal, you know, stuff they sell. Like people are obsessed with that shit. I I know of people mm. that, and it, I I think it sounds terrible. Of course, it, you know, I, I have no relationship or no care about these people. Uh, but they were excited about a royal funeral. They're like, oh my gosh, royal funerals and royal weddings, those are like the coolest things because everyone dresses up. And I'm like, well, that's kind of messed up to say. I don't know. It's like people romanticize kings and queens and they forget. Like, we, we haven't gave a shit about the royal family since 1776. Like, who cares? It's it's exactly. sad for their country and sad for their people, but why are we worked up? I don't know. It's because it's the next new thing. Films. Although if Kate media. Middleton becomes queen, I think that's fitting that a common person in England becomes queen. I hope that's what happens. I think that that's what should the, happen. She's the. I think it's her and and and, and what's his name? William. Yeah, William. I thought. You, what are you doing over there? If not looking this stuff up, mm, you know. All right. But yeah, I think it's. I think it's, I I think it's on William. You know, I'm on TikTok now. Oh no! But did yeah. you make a TikTok? Hell no! I just look at the bitches. <laughs> Perv. I think you should. I think you should do a TikTok. No, for I sure. think you should you try should to do, do, a do dance. like one of the dances. Oh, that dude good. with the freaking ocean spray no. TikTok. He got a free car. Yeah, he did. Yeah, man. And he's he got to meet Snoop Dogg and smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. Oh, I'm in. You could, <laughs> no, you could you could do a TikTok and get to like I don't know make ankle bracelets with uh, John Cougar Mellencamp or whoever you like. Who do you like again? Crosby stills a Nash. <laughs> Someone random. Dave Matthews. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you said it. You'd, no, you'd blow him if you had the chance. Let's be real. Yeah. Dave Matthews has plenty of time. He could probably make a TikTok with you. I bet so. You know, just reach out to him and say, Dave, no. I love your music. These guys make fun of me for it. No. Help. That's about like TikTok acting. No, he doesn't. He really like. He, I was seeing an interview with him. Like he doesn't really reach out. Like. Really? People want him to play in weddings and all this. He's like, no, nah, I just. Is he an ass or is he no, a nice he's really guy? Not, he's a nice guy, but he just. I mean, if he does it for one person, he has to do it for everybody. So I don't blame him. Like, kind of just. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I don't blame him. I bet those artists get bothered a lot. Yeah, exactly. So. Right. Why put yourself as a person that's going to constantly entertain others if you don't want to constantly entertain others? Good point. Thanks. Valid point. No, I, 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 but I get that. I get that, and I completely agree. I imagine, you know, especially musicians, actors. I don't really see it as much, but musicians, I could totally see that being like, hey, it'd be really cool if you could come and perform this, or I'll give you money to come and perform this. And, and sometimes they do if you pay yeah, them. If you enough. pay them enough, yeah, I bet if you paid him a million dollars, he'd do it. You should make a TikTok and I'm then make a million dollars. That's the only way I can make a million dollars. That's the first way you're going to spend your lottery earnings is just getting Dave Matthews to just come 
to your home and just sing to you in your living room. Right? What would you do? All right, so let's say we'll give you $5 million. Start a GoFundMe. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And you promote it on your TikTok. Yeah. No, $5 million. What would you, what would you pay um, Dave Matthews to do with you? Teach me how to play guitar. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. A one on, like a one-on-one yeah, lesson? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, great at it, so. Yeah. Would you want like a schedule around it, or would it just be like a one-time deal? You hang out for all a year, long- for a year, like oh, for twice a, year. a week or once a day. What I would say probably twice a week for a year. I mean, you know, you don't want to bring. You know, I'll see this guy every fucking day, and it annoys the fuck out of me. Wow, so. you, you hate me that much, <laughs> don't you? But you know, I just want to keep it keep it cool. Yeah. Go on tour with him. I'll be a groupie. You know, come on. Oh, so you just want to, so a year, come on, a, ladies, a come year on. to hang out, <laughs> kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so yeah. we'll, we're we're gonna just turn this into a little thing. Five million dollars. You get five million dollars to spend with any in, in to cover expenses, whatever you want to say to not make it as creepy. <laughs> uh, what do you do with a person, whoever you want to, for an entire year? What would you What would you use their services for? Doesn't matter who it is. Mm. That's mm. tough. I would choose somebody retired to play golf with for an entire year. I would. That's a good one. Like play golf with Bill Murray for an entire so year. So what do you mean an entire year? Like you play golf? Like just, well, you're gonna get no, no, Dave no. Matthews. No, 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 like, like, no you're, like just here, or just like everywhere. Like, just where, I mean, I got five million dollars to spend on. You this know what thing. I would I do? Know, like you can just go everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah just, that's what well, I'm talking. Like hey, let's yeah, like hey, Dave Matthews, let's go practice guitar in Montego Bay. Hell yeah! Yeah. I keep turning me down, bitch. <laughs> I would, James, I would have, James. I would have Joe Rogan come here and do our podcast once a week for an entire year. For an entire year, think about how that would help us. You'd probably have a lot more than five million dollars with all the views. Or yeah, listens. yeah, all right, yeah. there you go. Yep. It probably wouldn't be as big in Lebanon anymore. No, it, I got a feeling like it'd be a lot bigger. I feel right? like what we organically have grown, the the people of Lebanon to enjoy would probably go away. But I'd sacrifice that. Yeah. Jason, what about you, man? Well, I've given this a lot of thought. About, what, three minutes worth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would choose... Off, off the dome. Off the top I would of the choose head. to spend it with Elon Musk, and I would get him to like turn me into like a cyborg or something so I could you know kick ass and do all kinds of things. Dude, that is brilliant. Did like He's got it? all this cybernetic implant, like internet in your Fine. brain kind of shit. Yeah. It could be like RoboCop, but I guarantee you that I would use my powers for evil instead of good. I don't. I can't imagine being some kind of a cyborg and truly being yeah. like, I'm gonna stop crime. It's me like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna amass my wealth. I'm gonna create crime. <laughs> I'm gonna create crime. <laughs> but think about it. One of the problems in this town that you'll hear all the time is we don't have enough police officers because there's too much crime. If I go and create a whole bunch of like cyborg-driven crime, they're gonna have to hire more cops. So it solves the problem. That See, it's true. a net positive for society. That is true. That's true. And that yeah. will that will make everything a lot more secure, a lot safer. People will be yeah. more comfortable going out, spending exactly. money, you know, and putting that into the economy. Elon Musk, if you can hear this, come down to Amarillo, and we have a volunteer to allow you to turn him into a cyborg and let him save our city. Also, my version of the, I guess you call it like the Batmobile, but whatever it would be, it needs to be this Tesla Cybertruck since we're going to go with the Elon Musk yeah. thing. Yeah, those yeah. things look badass. It looks like it's something out of like Mad Max. I'll turn it into like something terrible. It'll be great. You gonna make the windows stronger? Yes. <laughs> Didn't it bust out <laughs> yeah. like when he first? They did a demonstration it. of how strong the windows were, 
And I guess throughout the day they, they had been testing it and it just, that sounds like an excuse. It weakened over, over the day. And then when they did the, the filming, it just shattered. Well, you, it was you embarrassing. put metal over it and turn it into something like out of land of the dead. You know how they made that yeah. killdozer thing. That'd you know, be pretty good. Make that. Or that guy who uh, converted a, a bulldozer into a, a killdozer. A killdozer. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was, yeah. Mowed was down good. his whole freaking town. First Everybody was pissed off at <laughs> That guy was effective. Was pushed to his limit and then pushed some more. Dude, he was on a fucking mission, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't create a tank out of a bulldozer. No, because you're ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm finally ready to chat and compromise. But speaking of Elon Musk, our buddy Aaron over here, he saw something in the sky last night. Tell us about Dude, it. Dude, that was freaking crazy. So about nine o'clock last night, went out, threw out the trash. And now, when I'm walking back to, to, to the alley, to my house, my house faces the south. And so, I'm in my alley. Your house doesn't face the south? Yes, sir, it does. His does. Mine does. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. So, back to my story. Well, you're right, it does. Now, nah, just So, I walk out. I mean, walking in. And I, like, I look above my roof and everything like that. Well, like, far beyond. And I see, like, eight or ten streaming lights in a row. And I'm like... Just sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, and I just keep looking, they're dimming in, the lights are kind of dimmed in and out. And I'm like, okay, those are white lights. Those are not, you know, airplane lights. They're not helicopter lights. What the hell is that? I keep looking, some of the lights are moving kind of like this, kind of closer to each other, moving away. I'm like, no, they can't be. I'm seeing a UFO. Like, this is my first time. Well, I don't have my phone on me. It's inside. So I call this guy on my my watch. And he don't answer. So I'm like, well, so I run it just you know so I have evidence. You know, mm-hmm. I run inside to get the phone. Come back out. Shit's gone. Hmm. So I call my brother. And I'm like, bro, I saw this. He's like, what? Are you fucking serious? What? I was like, I don't know what it was. So we talk about it for about 30 minutes, and this guy calls finally. He's like, <laughs> This hey, guy. Hey, man, what's up? I'm like, Dude, this is what I saw. He's <laughs> like, Oh, okay. I'm like, Dude, this, you're not excited? Like, fuck you. I was like, excited. But I, I, it, I wasn't, I was, my excitement went away yeah. once you told me that you didn't have your phone. Well, I know that because these guys talk about, you know, we talk, they always talk about UFOs. I'm like, Guys, shut the fuck up. Like, just, I mean, then. You know, all the other stuff started coming out lately. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll start believing. And then I saw that last night. I was like, oh, it's on. Like, I'm fully in. Like, I'm committed. And then I got my heart broken. Oh, what do you do? Found maybe, out. maybe. No, I think it is. I found out it was a SpaceX satellites. Yeah, I mean, because um, I'm pretty sure that's Damn what it, it was. The the videos because, that I saw or pictures that I saw, it looks just like this. Because it's, the, there was a video from Oklahoma City, same lights I saw. Oh, okay. I saw another one from Lubbock, same thing, Midland. I'm like, damn it. I wonder yeah. if it's uh, Starlink then, because yeah. I saw something on Reddit about that, that Starlink is available here. So it could be there, that could be over us because of the internet service they're selling. Mm. Oh, okay. Isn't it? Isn't it like ninety bucks a month for pretty shit internet? Yeah, but like I get what he's doing. On the other hand, it's not Suddenlink. Oh, yeah. yeah but we have Vexus now, and that's Boom. prevalent within our neighborhood. And I he think... has it. What do you have? I have Suddenlink. What the hell's wrong? With but you? I complain so much that my bill is super low. It's like eighty dollars, and I have all this. 
Well, don't say this on cool. the podcast because the don't people care. that are getting their all you have to up, do is to pay for yours. Oh bullshit! <laughs> all you got to do is just complain. Mine's cheaper than his, or threaten to cancel. Oh it. really? But I don't have TV or anything. I just have internet. But I have yeah. gig internet, and it's like seventy after yeah. tax and stuff. But I can either get Suddenlink or I could get DSL. And then I live in San Jacinto, so the DSL that I can get is like that seven sixty eight k shit. Oh gosh! So I just I'm stuck. You have to purchase a separate speaker so that it plays the actual dial tone or the most likely so vexus will come eventually hopefully or fiber will get up there but amarillo mm. wireless and and plains internet i think they would service my neighborhood but yeah i'm not allowed to put anything on my house so oh i mean i guess i'd have to you know like build a tower in the backyard no <laughs> no just, not happening just for just, the internet just another saturday i'll just and suddenly i mean the service is fine i'll just deal with it i just yeah the customer service sucks yeah, the people in the office locally are pretty nice, but the, on the phone, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Well, every time I've talked to them, they've always like, yeah, we'll promise you $40 a month. Shit. Do it one month, and the next month, it's 140 Yeah, I always <laughs> have a problem with the fluctuation of my bill, yeah. and I, that's why I call and complain, because one month, it's, it's like $180, and I'm like, and it jumped up from 130 to 180 and I'm like, no, you fucked up somewhere, and you're going you're gonna to change it. Well, you Most got, of the time they do. Well, you got the regional action. You got. I'm like, no, it's been there. Like, how is that yeah. now all of a sudden fluctuating? Like, it, I didn't ask for you to bend me over and and just shove it right up in there. No, I didn't yeah. ask for that. But they do that from time to time. Yeah, because so. it can. Sounds like the electric company. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did y'all hear about? I mean, um, I, I don't know if this is something that y'all went through this week. I had to go through it this Tuesday, and it was terrible. Was um, ERCOT taking over the star testing? What is that happening? No, no, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> major, 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 major issues on Tuesday's testing. Oh yeah, oh, no. yeah, we had a postponement. I, I saw that in a meme, and I was like, "That's that's pretty funny." We're one of the largest middle schools in the state of Texas. Oh yeah, and we we thought you- it was just like a, a bandwidth issue. But it wasn't. It was the actual program throughout the entire state. Yeah. I was so relieved because I thought it was just our campus. But then when I found out that it was the entire yeah. state, I was like, all right, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. We were all freaking out. Like, what do we do? And administrators were puzzled as well. They didn't know how to handle it. So eventually got it fixed, though. The but next what, day. Well, was, most mostly. But it was every still had single, some issues. It was every single room. It was a lot. It was a lot easier to... But, to we, not worry but as the, much. the girl conversations that we had is like how are we going to do this whenever it's everybody high school doing the EOCs you know eighth grade <laughs> doing their math and reading and then fourth fifth you know all every freaking grade well did I they don't not think we have, have the bandwidth for that that's what I'm, that's what we, I'm, yeah the, I don't think the district does either that's why I'm kind of like how are we going to do this like we're doing all online and this yeah, is one of the too. first times that an elementary is doing all online yeah it's and there's like three of how, us. How, how can the server handle all of that? Well, it's not even a server thing. Or but when they first it? when they first log in, apparently is when it uses the most bandwidth. And so we were instructed on to to stagger our start times, even if it's about like a minute or two, oh, to okay. stagger your start times. You think that would be a it legitimate is, solution? It's. I mean, I think it's easy to do when it's just fourth and seventh graders testing. But when it's May and we've got everyone and the ba- the vast majority of people that are doing them online, you don't have a set day. You have an open window, so it may be yeah. May eighteenth that we have twenty thousand kids logging onto a test, and it just there's nothing that can be done about it. 
Because it's a local thing. It's not an ETS thing at that point. Yeah. Maybe they should just get rid of the star test or the EOC. There you go. Just get rid of all those tests. Yeah. Yeah, I would, that would I be would, a, a I would, brilliant I would, solution, right? And then, you know, the shittiest part about that is, is that we have members in our in our elected, our, we have elected officials in Austin that want that, but nothing ever comes of it. We'd rather spend 140 million dollars on something to pay people in London to give us a test. Yeah. When well, you don't even keep the money in the state. <laughs> no. Oh hell no. No Pearson. Yeah, Pearson's a London-based company that we pay yes. to build. Can you imagine? I didn't know that. $130 million wow. is what it was for over four years. ETS, the company that's doing our online testing right now, they lose the contract at the end of the year. They lose out on, on millions, tens of millions of dollars. We're sending it to Pearson to create the test. We have, what, 17 regions? Why don't we give the 17 regions $10 million? They use a million of it to co- collaborate and make a test because it's not that hard. Nah. That's and then there easy. you go. And it's something real small. And then, hey, we spend the rest of the money on things that we actually need to spend money on. Not testing. That, that sounds, sounds good real, to me. That yeah. sounds easy. That sounds way too easy. That sounds, sounds way like Don't do that. <laughs> Nobody's getting paid off on that, that one. It sounds <laughs> like getting kickbacks on the money. that. Keep the money in the state. Keep the money in the town. Yeah. That's just I yet know. another reason to be mad at the governor for more and more stuff. Because ultimately, a, no. the buck stops with him because oh, yeah. he appoints the head of TEA anyway. Yeah. All right, if you're Ted Cruz, you just go to Mexico. <laughs> just get the fuck oh, out <laughs> oh that poor guy he just he could that was, that was a good one he that caught was, a lot for that optics. didn't he that was some bad optics well he he kind of deserved it right oh yeah terrible decision to leave at that point and especially being the type of person he is who's he's he's given so much crap to other people elected officials that that left in the middle of the pandemic and you know you can't you just can't do that you can say that, but then you can't be the exact same person without... You're asking for it then. Yeah. Give me a beer. Give me a beer. Beer us all, please. Beer us all. Three Amigos, anybody? Yeah. I'll take one. It's a great movie. So... Well, as Aaron is going and getting our refreshments, we want to give a shout out to our partners in crime, which aren't really partners or crime together. Uh, we like to give a huge shout out every week to Rocket Brews. On the boulevard, uh, James, I think James and Joseph, uh, the other guy that's missing from tonight, grew up with him. Uh, great local businessmen. Uh, some of the best mixed drinks and amazing drinks in Amarillo. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is their 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 big one called? With uh, the shrimp and the beef jerky. And they got they've got micheladas and they, yeah. you can add any topping you want to your beverage, whether it be beef jerky, shrimp, um, tahini on on the rim. Anything to spice up the drink. And they serve daiquiris. They serve beer. And they really have a nice lobby. You can go inside and you can purchase merchandise. You can purchase your own beer to go. Everything is top notch. So I highly recommend you guys this weekend go to Rocket Brews. Go through the drive-thru. They've got an awesome drive-thru. Or just walk right in. I thought I had one, but I don't. It's okay, James is just sitting there staring at me. I'm trying to get Sorry, my... I was trying to finish what I was saying. It's all right. You did a really good job. But, yeah, check out Rocket Brews. Um, there's something that my wife gets from there that has gummy worms, mm. and that's how I know she's been there. She's got this big pile of gummy worms in this <laughs> cup. I don't know what's in that cup, but she loves it. It's her oh, favorite thing. They're, they're probably <laughs> soaked in tequila or That's or maybe what vodka. it tasted like when I ate the gummy worms. Yes. <laughs> You're like, babe, I like this. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, babe. And I like I've the had... Rocket Special. That one, you drink half of it, and you're already you're feeling it. See, and, and it that's what great. you mean. Yeah, a drink, a drink for two. 
That's right. And really just great guys. We've had them on before. Yes. We, and we, yes. Uh, we need to do it again Definitely. soon. Because they they're fun guys to go down rabbit holes with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just got to try to do it on camera or on, on microphone next time. Yep. Um, but, you know, the, the main intention of our podcast tonight is we wanted to give uh, an opportunity for Jason, um, you know, a, a fellow conservative in, in a lot of ways, but then also just a, a fellow free thinker. Uh, someone that um, I think would be a great representative uh, of Amarillo, real person of the people, Jason. So kind of uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, a lot of people always want to know the background. So, yeah, I'm a teacher. I teach U.S. government here in Amarillo, and I've run for office before. So if you um, remember back to November, I actually ran for Congress. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> so I'm, I was teaching my class about um, – who their representatives were, and, and I told them, they just said, like, you ever run for Congress, mister? I was like, well, yeah, I would someday. And then they brought up a Washington Post story, and it's like, well, Mac Thornberry's retiring, so you should run. I was like, well, I guess I will. And just kind of jumped in there and did it just because I said I'd always wanted to do it, and it was a good oh, yeah. opportunity. Nice. I learned a lot from it, and I really had fun with it, but then as I – and I was all circle. I shouldn't say circle back. <laughs> but coming back to the local issues, as I was doing all this with, like, federal elections and national politics, I've, I've started seeing a lot of things going on at the state and the county and the city level that I really just don't like. And who am I to complain if I don't try to change things? So I decided to run locally and see if I could make a change here. You know, what an, what an odd – thank you, because that was terrible. What an odd suggestion and thought to have of, hey, if you don't like something, apply yourself. Try to make the change. Be the what? What was it? Be the change you want to see. Exactly. Who said that? I don't know. Gandhi. Someone. <laughs> someone smart. It's probably Gandhi. It's probably Gandhi. That sounds like something Gandhi would say. Um. And so you know, you you said before in the podcast, you are a local San Jacinto resident, mm -hmm. right off of uh, Route sixty six. Yeah, historic right neighborhood. Off 6th Street, and that yep. it's pretty pretty interesting over there you see a lot of cool cars and motorcycles a lot of live music happening right down the street it's pretty yeah. nice yeah is it still i haven't been i mean you know with with covid i having a wife that's pregnant and two little kids i don't get out as much um is it still is it still a good strong happening place is there still any kind of music that's is that starting to come back any or no restaurants are open i think it is coming back i haven't heard as much as i used to before covid is one of the things i do other than like teaching and stuff i'm a huge nerd and i used to play D, &D down at game quest over there uh -huh. before and i think they're open for business but they're, i don't know if they're hosting games right now i haven't been in yeah, i haven't been I in went, for a little bit i actually went there back in spring break oh he's and, open and, for that uh-huh and when i went there i took my little boy and they were they had people setting up and Excellent. things like that so it, it's a really cool little store too i saw a lot of cool action figures like i was like damn this, and then they were setting up back there. I just kind of, hey, guys. Like, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. I, I like, was kind of like, cool. You know? So. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. I love that store. I'm glad to know that they're back open all the way because mm -hmm. I hadn't thought to check. But D&D night used to be Friday. So we'd go out and get food and stand outside. And I had one guy that would smoke occasionally or, or something. And I'd always hear this music coming from from this barbecue. Smoky Bones? Smoky Joe's? Smoky yeah, Joe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah, down the street. Yeah. I, it sounded like it was coming from there. And I was like, I need to go check that place out. And we finally, I had an opportunity to. And then, you know, fucking COVID. And then everything stops. Yeah, Smokey Joe's is great. We we yeah. like to go there. A a lot. And Bracero's and Golden Light. Oh, I love Bracero's. Yep. So oh, yeah. is Smokey Joe's a little bit further down in that gas station? It's right 
Oh no, that's right across the street. It's pretty no, much right across the, from Braceros. Yeah, they've yeah. got that patio mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. A lot of bikers yeah. and gold yeah, went yeah, there. Yeah. And Golden Light too. I think it's all kind of like yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. I love Braceros. Scooters has a pretty cool looking menu now. I, I need to go check that out. I've seen some of their Facebook posts. They, it's like they have some pretty good burgers and stuff in there. Yeah, good. It's so, hard to pass up a good burger. Yeah, and there's so many places to try. Like we we have more restaurants, I think, per capita is what they say than, than Lubbock does. Like we oh, have so dude. many options here. It's really oh, great. Yeah. We but, almost dude. have as many restaurants as we do churches. Mm-hmm. That is the church a the, crazy ratio. Yeah, you the know? church industry and the I guess the religious industry and the in the fast food and restaurant industry is Yeah, is there's what, a church on easy practically every corner. Well, you know, like when I go back to Lubbock, you know, people are like, Hey, what do you want to go you know, my brother would be like, Where do you want to go eat? I'm like well, the only thing we got to choose from are the, you know, the chains. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. There's you know, not as much local there. There's a couple, but it's not, I mean, like, the one that I always go to, we go to is Cap Rock Cafe. Or Orlando's. Those are pretty much the ones local that I've always liked, you know, but when I, you know, especially when you're here, I mean, God, it's like, where do you start? We have everything. <laughs> do you like Asian food? Oh, we, oh God, yeah. We all love Asian food. In, um, in Lubbock, I think it's 50th Street. There's Seoul, Korean, Korean restaurant. I've heard it, yes. And that place is really good. Mm. And that's like, every time I go to Lubbock, I'm always sad because it's always too late and like, they're closed. Yeah. It's like, it's always, yeah, there was one place, well, there was one that's called Thai Pepper. It was mm. right by the hospital. The The original guy, the, one, the guy that uh, opened it. Passed away from COVID. I was oh, like, damn. damn, man. So it was real sad to hear that. So, man, you know what? I, I've but, been I've been wanting to try Indian food, and right down the street from where you are, um, right a, right behind it's a scooters. Punjabi affair, yep. Yeah, yeah but, man. Uh, yes. I, I want to try that place. I've I'm heard still, good things about it. I'm still afraid to try Indian food. Indian food is really good. It's really good. It's, really spicy. good. it's, gonna, it's no, you can get it not spicy. That's what people tell me. But I, dude. You, all right, so Jason, here's something embarrassing about me. I sometimes the mild rotel is just a little too much. Oh, you man. are so vanilla. It's bad. It's it's gotten a little bit better as I've gotten older. I can I can sometimes I can sometimes do a medium pepper. You just gotta build a tolerance. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I I you know my tolerance isn't the problem. It's it's my ass. Oh, you got the ring of fire problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't nobody want that. Oh. Don't nobody want that. Well, there's another Indian restaurant, too. Like, uh, It's a Punjabi affair, I think, has a patio, and then you have takeaway. But if you want to go sit yeah. down or you want to try um, – I know their buffet is not open right now, but Indian Oven's got a buffet, and then yeah. they've got yeah. a full I want to try evening. Indian Oven, is it, every, is it just Saturday, or is it Saturday, Sunday? I think the buffet is every day. But it's not open right now until I don't I don't know when the lady that was there said they were thinking like later in the year because they're still trying to do precautions and stuff. But their regular menu is available, and that's one of my favorite places. What do you get? What like what's the, uh, the Madras curry? And I tell them to make mm. it Indian spicy because I, I I want that. I love curry. There's now. a tandoori like chicken that's like a barbecued chicken that's like a red color. My wife loves that, and then. All the different breads and things like it's all good. There's oh, there's man. something for everybody there. I've got to try it. I may go tomorrow. Actually, you should. We it's, should all. It's go. amazing. We should go. Well, okay. Let's try it out. I might have a date. It's okay. Bring she her can, to the Indian restaurant. Bring Take her. her to the Indian restaurant. She. It's about time. You know, she meets some of your friends. I don't want her to meet you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. I think I think Aaron's got a good point on that one. It might be uh, a little yeah. little too I'll soon, a little bit too soon for, a, his, for his. He's got an invalid point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Jason, kind of sticking with a little bit of the local politics and everything. Yes. Give us uh, give us some insight as to something that you see, um, that that needs to be changed in Amarillo. 
Well, the the biggest thing that everybody talks about would be like everybody still talks about the Civic Center. It comes up at all the candidate forums. And looking at the Civic Center, I think it needs to be done eventually, but it needs to be big. Like go big or go home and what we were what we were going to get in in my opinion wasn't really enough for the price of it. Plus asking people to, you know, absorb a tax increase in the middle of all this COVID crisis. I don't even want to call it a pandemic. It's just a whatever this crisis that we're in. We have a recession, you know, people's businesses have been shut down, they're out of work, they maybe they're going to lose their business or lose their home. We're going to raise their taxes in the middle of that for something that oh, we have social distancing. We can't even go and enjoy it. Well, no. Yeah. We're yeah. not doing that, no. And wasn't it uh, so? It was something like three hundred million dollars yeah. for a six thousand seat stadium. Yep, that's and, that seems stupid. You and know, it's also the problem is Lubbock is still bigger, uh-huh. so nobody's yeah. going to yeah. stop here. I mean, I know that I know our incumbents talk about they have a plan. They think they can get certain acts to come here, but really, they can make more money in Lubbock, Oklahoma City, or Albuquerque. Why are they going to come here? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I was at the and bull, it's faster bulls, to get uh, everywhere else from there than Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at the Bulls hockey game last Saturday, and we we're just sitting there. I was looking around the Coliseum, and I was like, "Yeah, we need something bigger." I literally counted the seats. Mm-hmm. We had a little over thirty-two hundred seats, and something of the size of six thousand is probably in the ballpark of what we need. But I do agree, we we need something eventually. But right now, nah, not so much. Maybe we should remodel the Civic Center, improve it. Bring some new, I don't know, some new improvements that that will bring more people in because right now it's just it's just not what we deserve. It's not what we need as a city to be to to be what we want to be in the future to expand. Oh yeah, and then if you think about it, like the hockey teams leaving, so there's the, there's yeah. a yet another thing that's gone, and the civic center. Um, since I'm a high school teacher, it seems that the civic center is too small for what we use it for. Like we use it for graduations. And I have students that can't bring their whole family. Whereas yeah. last year we did it at Dick, all the schools did it at Dick Bivens. It worked out really well. It just unfortunately was outside. Yeah. yeah. But at least we were able to have a graduation. So eventually I think that's going to be a thing. I, the, the problem is going to be asking people to raise taxes to pay for it. I'm really against that. There's got to be another way. But meanwhile, we have a massive staffing problem. Our, our law enforcement is way understaffed. Like, we have dispatchers. We need to hire more law enforcement dispatchers, other first responders, too, I'm sure. And we have a major problem with, like, crime and sex trafficking and things like that, prostitution. Like, there was, like, 37 people were arrested for prostitution. Either they were providing or they were buying. And they were all released on their own recognizance. Like, well, what? what's up with that? Like, what's the I, point of it, then? And I mean, point. they may have been fined or they may have a court date and all that, but, like, what are, what are we doing? They're just going to go do it again. Mm-hmm. I yeah, swear exactly. I know some of those people, too. I need to go back and look through Randall County mugshots. Oh, it's <laughs> always entertaining. That's another it? great yeah, shout-out of, of a Facebook page. Right, Aaron? I love it. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, not yet. Not yet. Oh, but if you think about it, like there's a couple different ways we could attract police officers. I know I've, I was talking to some police officers today, and it's like sometimes over on the east side, there might be one or two or three officers overnight. And that's why people complain that their response times are so long. It's because there's like one dude trying to do eight things at once. Yeah. And we can't get anybody. So other police departments, maybe they pay more than us. Or maybe we need to offer a signing bonus. But if you look at it, like there was a teacher or a former teacher from Round Rock in Austin saying he wanted to raise teacher salary to $70,000 a year. Like earlier this month, I read about it. And I went to look at that. And I mean, yeah, that's going to be a huge property tax hit if something like that happens. But then I started placing myself on those salary scales in Austin and Round Rock and Dallas, Fort Worth area, thinking surely they make more than I do. 
They don't. Amarillo ISD competes very well with those cities. I actually make quite a bit more than I thought compared to, say, like Round Rock. It's like $3,000 a year more. Oh, wow. So if we can do that for teachers to try to attract good talent and keep people here, then why can't we do that with law enforcement? Because this is a pretty chill place. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff about Amarillo. You just bring these people in, get their families here, get them to settle down. They're going to have a – and I don't want to say an easy job because being a police officer surely is not easy. But think about, like, some of the other things they could deal with. Like, what, why don't we recruit some of those guys from, like, Portland and Washington, those cops that are leaving those departments because of the situations that are happening there? Why don't we bring them over here? I mean, maybe. Why the hell wouldn't we do something like that? Like, seriously, there's a, there, I mean, you're right. There's a, a major talk right now about all these uh, northeastern and northwestern cities, municipalities, whatever you want to call themselves, that are wanting to defund the police. And there's that conversation. We don't have any of that. You're right. We're short. We need some. I, I did read something that said that we were, they were trying to have to cut back because of so many hours of overtime. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to pay for overtime if you have enough people to work the damn shifts. Yeah. And then and, think about it too with three officers on nights. What happens when that officer, one of those officers, has day court? Yeah. So he goes back to the department, sleeps in the couch somewhere, a broke-down couch, or in his chair at his desk for an hour or two, goes to day court. Can he work that night, or she? Can yeah. that can that officer work that night? I don't know. And if they do, is that safe for them or for anybody well, that they encounter? No, it's not safe. And, you know, they, and they don't do just that. It's not they fair. Paperwork to file. It's too. not fair to the officer either. Well, and I, you know, when you brought that up, I mean, one of our latest officers, you know, a couple years back, I talked to him. And, I mean, he worked the morning, you know, he'd get there, you know, 8 a.m. I mean, he amazing officer, too. And, you know, he worked all day at the school or having to go, to, you know, to our high school or to the other middle schools, whatever he, he had to do. And then after that, he, he remember the, whenever Ben, uh, ben Keith, what is that, was it? Benny ben, Keith. Yeah, Benny yeah. Keith. So, you know, whenever that happened with the, the shooting and stuff like that. So they started hiring the police department to come out there to do their security so he would pick up those shifts and i was like well what time do they start he goes oh it starts like at uh i think he said like six tonight i was like well you're just about to get off and then i was like well how long do you have to be there uh six in the morning oh i was like you're working a 12 hour shift again he goes yeah yeah i mean pretty much he was working 24 hours and i was like and then he has to come back to the school job like probably get another you know maybe a little nap and then come work with kids like and i was like i was like eh, you know like sir why do you work he's like well you know i make my you know i get paid okay but you know doing these side jobs we get paid a lot more better you know i was like that makes sense and i was just like you know he's like you know the police probably would do you know we get a little bit more i wouldn't have to pick up these side gigs yeah you know? it's a shame that they don't that's pay them more yeah and that's, that's what i was kind of like yeah Damn, like, and, he, and I mean, he does a great job with the, you know, protecting us, but in our kids, and he's great with the, the kids too. And it's like, you know, he has kids of his own. You know, why can't he go to his? After he's done, why can't he go to his own kids? Now he has to go do that. I mean, it's just I don't know. It just yeah, when I when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, golly, like, can we do better? We've got to figure out yeah. a way to attract attract people because we're not obviously we're not getting them locally for whatever reason. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because the other departments pay more, so they, you know, folks getting out of the military, they go apply in San Antonio or Austin or something like that, and they don't even think of it. Am- or maybe they don't even think of Amarillo. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't. They don't. We're here. We're, we're, we're not existent to the rest of Texas. And we're pretty important to, you know, like other places. But, yeah, I feel like the rest of the state sometimes just kind of forgets about us. Yeah. So It's different up here in the Panhandle versus how, how we're treated and how we're noticed 
It's because we're, we're viewed as that top half that doesn't have anything. We're like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't get to. I mean, you know, when I lived in Lubbock, you know, I felt, you know, like when I go to a, like a party and they come and bust it, these, you know, these dumbass college kids sit there and talk shit to them. I'm like, just get, just he's doing the job, get the fuck out, you know, just in mm. there. Like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, no, like, it's, it's just a different kind of respect that I learned. Yeah. From the cops here, and there, they were always so nice, and they were not. And then I was like, I told that cop, I was like, "Why don't you go to Amarillo? Like, like, why the fuck do you want to be here in Lowell? Yeah, yeah, they got to deal with a lot yeah, of they college got, kids, yeah, all and all time. that shit. See, and like, I, I never stayed around. I always ran, so I never talked to them. Hey, that was smart. <laughs> I was smart. I was like, oh. yeah, I remember there was a day when I was in college. That was a house party, and they were all crashing and banging and destroying things inside. And I was sitting on the porch with a newspaper. Cause I have a political science degree, and I found one of my one of my poli sci brethren. We're sitting out there talking about some shit in the newspaper. Cops roll up, and ask to see who owns who's who rents the house. I was like, "Yeah, hold on, I'll go get him for you." And we we're drunk out of our mind. I was like, "Hold on, I'll get him for you." I go up and I go to open the door. It's all these underage kids. I didn't know they were underage because I was old enough. And they slammed the door in my face, yelled "cops," and you could hear their feet. <laughs> <laughs> and all the lights would go out. And I'm just looked at the cops. I was like, "There's a bunch of dumb motherfuckers in here." But I don't have the I don't have the key. I'm sorry. And then they're like, "Well, what are you going to do?" I'm like, "I'm going to stay on this porch till I sober up, and I'm just going to take my ass home." <laughs> the cop says, "It's a good plan." Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that- it's like, what you want me to say at that point? It's like- <laughs> and then eventually they opened the door and the cops just kicked them all out. I don't think they actually arrested anybody, but they had a bunch of They were all like 19 and 20. So yeah. it wasn't like a really bad party, but I would have, if I would have known, I would have never been there. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We, we oh, just yeah. had this conversation earlier um, about how when you're above the drinking age and you're trying to have fun, the worst thing to happen is to have something 18 and up. Mm hmm. Oh, that it just that younger generation, the the lack of maturity, the, the lack of respect, the lack of yeah. respect, just the the fact that they're not able to drink and they're drinking, and it's yeah. putting, I mean, putting a lot of things in jeopardy at that point. And I remember asking too about that when I got there and I saw people and they're like, oh yeah, everybody here's twenty one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, no. So how old are you? Twenty one. How old are you? Twenty one. How old are you? Twenty one. How old are you? Twenty two. <laughs> It's like, well, I'm 24, so y'all best not get me in trouble. <laughs> like, really? Because really, you look like you're freaking 15 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. Some of them do. So we got to figure out a way to get the cops taken care of so that mm-hmm. they have what they need. I know the dispatchers are under understaffed, too. There's a story. Um, I actually met with a, with some people locally here, and there was a story. The one lady was talking to my um, the incumbent that I'm running against. She was talking, she was talking to Frida Powell about this, and i got to give props to Frida. She does show up to all kinds of things, and mm-hmm. she's very accessible to her constituents. So there's a, apparently there was a huge wait. She called her or her neighbor called nine one one, and it took like twenty minutes or something. They were on hold, and the fire department took forever to get there, and the house was a total loss. Oh man! Now, I, I understand. I mean, there's nothing you can do at this point except try to fix it. But if your dispatchers are so understaffed that they're putting nine one one calls on hold, like, what's going on? That's a bad sign, like, considering we have what two hundred thousand people. Yeah, and we've got oh, so man. many. We've got so many things. We have so many irons in the fire. It feels like for all their projects, it's like why don't we take care of these services that all of us pay for? We have trash everywhere. We have trash. We have controversial opinions about trash cans versus dumpsters. We have all these oh, things yeah. that we need to do to clean up, and we need to like the couches and the TVs and the alleys and stuff. Yeah, like. We take care of the stuff that we all pay for anyway first and worry about those big boondoggles later or get somebody else. Maybe get some private entity to pay for something instead. And then why is the city council involved in real estate anyway? 
That that is yeah. one thing that just yeah. has blown my mind over the last two years is the amount of money that our city council has agreed to pay purchasing lots. Yeah. Piece of shit buildings, which sorry, if it's a rundown building that no one's used for the last twenty years and it's got holes and, and stuff at every it, it's a piece of shit building. Right. But we're paying upwards of like a thousand percent of mm-hmm. its of its appraisal value. And it makes no sense whatsoever. I really would like to be able to see, be a fly on the wall when these deals are made and see exactly who's benefiting from it because there has to be. Yeah. And I don't know yes. who, and I don't want to name anybody because I don't know who. No. And I mean, maybe that's not what happened, but that's kind of what my gut tells me happened. Well, I and, just can't, I can't find a logical reason for why if a building costs $200,000, if that's what it appraises at, why are you going to, I get it, if it appraises at $200,000 and you spend two fifty. I get, I can get yeah. that. Not two hundred thousand dollars, and you pay one point two million, or you pay six hundred thousand. No, that's dumb. Like it, yeah. That's that's, that's this, just dumb. This condition that I refer to at work, it, I just call it the big dumb. You have the big dumb if you make those kind of deals. Yeah. yeah, and 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 dumb is a is a what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's a pandemic around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is. We have a lot of. Uh, we just we just have a lot of what I see nothing but bad publicity and bad press that comes out of our city council. I don't see them doing anything that's truly truly beneficial. I mean, yes, we we it's it's really great for Amarillo that Amazon is coming in. Mm-hmm. That is great. Would they have come if we didn't offer them a shit ton of money and in, in tax abatements? M- maybe that's a maybe good not. But why why wasn't that discussed beforehand? Why is it always, well, what are we, we're going to give them something to come here. Well, hang on a second. What originally allowed them to think about us anyway? Where's, where's the transparency? Where's the communication? I would assume, and you know what they say about people who assume, I would assume that Amazon is interested because we're with that, that handy spot along I-40 with I-27. We, we're at a really central location, and I don't know the details of the tax abatements. Maybe that wasn't necessary, or maybe it was a carrot we had to hold out. And if that's what it takes to get jobs to come here, I mean, I'm okay with it, I guess, but I really want more. I don't want. I don't want to say white collar, but I really do. I mean, I really want better jobs to come to Amarillo, so that like we have our kids, they go to go to school here. There, maybe they go to college at WT, or, or maybe they just go to you know. We have our new career academy we're opening. They have these options to start a career and start a family and a life here instead of leaving and going somewhere else because there's no future. Because oh, we yeah. we have so much great stuff here, but our economy is mostly service jobs, which yeah. doesn't pay. No, and then we teachers we get paid all right, and law enforcement, firefighters, and stuff. I mean, they, but if you look at like the average income in Amarillo is like thirty some thousand. Yeah, like it's like there's no future here for people that want to actually do something or be something. Like, why can't we attract some tech or something like that? Oklahoma City's doing it. Why can't we? I, I thought that that was one thing. Just our general area and the fact that we don't have a whole well, lot of development in some of our areas. Server farms would be a great place to put here. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Because it's not that hot. I mean, it is hot, but it's not that hot. No. Well, I think one thing that we struggle with here in Amarillo, and I know I'm not going to name names and stuff like that, cause, but there's a lot of old money here. Mm. And those names. Good point, yeah. That's the one thing that I think that's what stops a lot of that development. Because you're like... See, and I can't they, name names because I don't know names. Well... Yeah, I mean the famous names around Amarillo. That, yeah, the fa- that, yeah that there's some famous names contributed around Amarillo. to the, the the development of Amarillo. Yes, and exactly. Maybe it's big fish in a small pond issues. Yeah, and that's the one thing that sometimes I feel like that's what stops a lot of the development. And like, and it's like, it has to go through those families. Yeah, because but if it messes with them, then 
There's no. They shoot it down, and politically, yeah. they hold the power because they have the money. Well, that's which what I'm here to change. Which and, and that's yeah. one thing that yeah. um I I feel like this is something that I've heard you speak about before, and something that we kind of alluded to earlier. You're running for city council place two, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't actually have set places. And so the way I would envision something like a place working is we set up the city council based on specific areas and you have to live in that area to run for the city council location or position in that area. So if you live in San Jacinto, you're, you're running for the position that other members of San Jacinto community and the outlying communities vote for. Absolutely. But that's not what we have. No, we're all at large. Um, there was, um, there was another podcast I'd listened to that they talked about doing single-member districts even for the school board, which I don't know that that's such a bad idea either because that ensures all the neighborhoods are heard. I think that's a great so idea. If we, yeah, that's an if awesome If we were to idea. carve up Amarillo, like we have four council seats and a mayor, so we, we have a tiebreaker and we have, our four, we have our four legislators and our tiebreaker, which are not really legislators, but you know, maybe. Yeah. And we're going to need more than four. Like I, I don't think if you, if you divide it up by quadrants, that's still like a really large area for that's one right. person. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to have people feel like they're being left behind. But what if we had six? Six what in if, the mayor? Yeah, like we yeah. had six in the mayor. It has to it has to be an even number of council seats plus the mayor. And some of my colleagues in this race want to do like at-large seats and assigned seats. And I think they should all be assigned to a specific neighborhood personally. And and one of the arguments that I'll hear against that is that if you don't like your, your current council person, or you don't see eye to eye, then you don't have anyone else to go to. But if you think about it, like, okay, maybe I represent San Jacinto in that neighborhood, and maybe maybe you represent South Lawn and you represent, you know, like, East Ridge or, or the Heights. Like, who's to say that I'm still not going to respond to you? Like, why would it, it – I don't really buy into the idea that it's going to pit neighborhoods against each other. I think it's just important to see a, a person who works and lives in that neighborhood represent their and, people. Yeah, and a, an important person that, that can hear the voice of the people because they are the ones that matter. And you need someone with their ear on the street to know what that community needs. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I guess I just don't understand their the argument as well. I don't understand why they're saying, well, at large, because we wouldn't want to pit neighborhoods against each other. I don't see that happening at all. No, because if it benefits one neighborhood, the same pro- or the same issues are probably happening elsewhere. The same solutions would apply elsewhere. If if we don't get along because personal issues, and you reach out to Aaron instead, I mean, who cares? I mean, he can still take your complaint, and it really send it to like the city secretary. Have like a repository of complaints and just divvy it up and deal with it. It doesn't have to be. Oh no, no, only Jason can respond to this specific plant complaint because he's placed too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I could see. I could see why they would think that. But if it's an issue that's affecting the whole city, then it shouldn't matter. No. And if honestly, if I'm doing a bad job representing my neighborhood, then they should vote me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it should be that easy. It should be, and it should also be easy to recall me if I screw up real bad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, which is something that I I am, and it's nothing against any 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 specific sitting one. I'm just I'm all for a clean slate. I feel like every few election cycles, you absolutely need to have that. You need to have some kind of a clean slate, fresh new and set not, of yeah. ideas, a, a new direction. Well, that's what we had. That can build off of the last person. When the yeah. incumbents, when they all came in, that was kind of what we got was a fresh slate. They all ran together. And I don't know about literally together, but they were like all kind of a a force at once. And then if you look at the propositions that, that the people shot down in November, Proposition A was for the Civic Center. Proposition B was to extend and stagger their terms. And in the mayor's own words, I think it was in the Emerald Pioneer, there was a quote from her, but you can find it elsewhere, surely, that so that they, and here's my air quotes, because I don't know who the they is, so that they can't come in and flip the whole council again. 
So they've thought about this. Yeah. If yeah. you want a clean slate, you as the voters should have that right. So what happens if we extend terms so that there's only like maybe two or one or it's you're going to end up with somebody that you don't necessarily want for four years or yeah. six years and then extending them to four years. And they already just too long. It is. It's yeah. too long to have somebody. And yeah. if you think about it, too, one of the methods that they they succeed in their programs, this is something I really want to do. We're about to have an election. It's an off year election in May. Historically, Amarillo has had horribly low turnout, like 14%. Now, looking at the forums that I've been to in the last couple of weeks, it's maybe we're going to do better this time because people are motivated and they're angry about a lot of things. Those elections would save the taxpayers of Amarillo about six figures a year if we moved them to November of even-numbered years and held them alongside the state and federal elections because then the state and the federal government shoulder some of the burden of paying for that. It also takes some of the work off of Potter and Randall County's elections and misdraters and things like that. And even though municipal elections are nonpartisan, you or me or anybody who's running is going to have to really own the platform that we stand on because they're going to hold us up next to Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, and they're going to be able to see right through you. So these people around here that are, that are fake conservatives or fake liberals or whatever, it'll be easy to spot those people. Again, if you're listening, this is shit that just makes sense. And this is this is one of the reasons, you know, we didn't I didn't extend invitations out to just anybody. I really wanted to have you on because it it's a free thinking thing. I mean, this is things that just make sense. These are things that are as as something that we as educators were used to using. These are best practices. These are things that are just common sense. Common that sense work. That that are going to benefit the masses. Yeah. And that makes sense for our future. That's one thing that we've got to take into consideration with any any type of uh, movement we take as as community members or people in office, we've got to think about the future and how is the future going to look. Well, right now the future is looking like mm. it, it's like the yeah. last few years where the yeah. city council, <laughs> no, where the city council bleak. is yeah bleak <laughs> as hell. But the city council they they completely adjusted like their public comment section. Mm-hmm. They shortened or they made their, their, their city council meetings. They used to be like five or six o'clock in the evening. Now they're like on a random Tuesday at noon. Mm-hmm. And so they designed these things to be as secretive and as inaccessible to as possible. To deter people. Exactly. That's all it is. To deter transparency or and to just be... I don't avoidance know. of change. Yeah, or yeah. It's a stagnation get, that, that this community get has. Get the old people. Yeah, hell yeah, do that. Yeah. You know, that's they want the get. old vote. They yeah. want that yeah, old yeah. way and of thinking. And that's thinking. what we have a lot of in this city that gets out. That's the thing. It's not that we have a yeah. lot of in the city, but that's who votes. Yes. That is who votes. All old people. Yeah, and that's true. And I'm, we're trying to get some young people, and I hope I hope we will. I can't wait to see the demographics for the turnout. Well, but if you like, if you think about it, like I'm talking about like conservative stuff, and I'm not necessarily Republican stuff, but everything that I'm trying to do, if you think about it a certain way, it kind of expands like democracy as an idea. Like, okay, we can get more people involved. We can get more people to show up. That might actually more people showing up. That might actually cost me my job at some point as a well as an elected official. Hopefully not as a teacher. Fingers crossed. But it, I mean, that's fine if the people turn out to vote and they vote me out. Hey, whatever. If, if they came out and, and participated, that's really what I want. Yeah, and that's what we need to have. We just we need more people putting it in because when you when you have a small pool of anything, you're going to get horrible results. But if you have a larger pool of people putting in, you're going to get a better result. I just think a lot of people neglect local elections. Well, because it's not exciting. It's not sexy. Like, like you know, Trump versus Biden. Like, oh, my God. It's so yeah. 
There's it's, nothing sexier than two old men going after each other. Well, I mean, Trump and his mean tweets. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's nothing really super exciting about local elections. There's no scandals, really. There might be a little bit of drama this year with the mayor's race. That's yeah. going to be interesting to watch. And I think some of the forums, like yesterday, um, was it yesterday? No, it was Wednesday. The Amarillo Pioneer held a forum. They were really smart to have the school board members and the board of regents before the city council because nobody pays attention to the school board. And they really should. Yeah. And there's a lot of interesting people in that race. Yeah. And I'm not going to say who I like or anything, but like there's a lot of, there's some people that need to be considered and some people that, I mean, depending on Uh, how you feel. There's changes, changes progress. And progress isn't always necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. But kind of like what James talked about earlier, stagnation is just, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Things need to change. I mean, I mean, I know, I, I mean, been, I mean, I grew up and was raised here and everything like that. And, you know, now as an adult, you know, like, you just kind of see that same type of people in those seats. And that's the thing. It's just like you see the same. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. It's like you don't see, like, somebody just like, no, no, we need to do something different. Like, you don't ever hear that. I think, and I think that, like, that's why we don't have that excitement because you don't, you're like, yeah, okay. You're like, I shared it. Why is my vote even going to matter whenever they know what the hell they're, you know, yeah. already making it up? They already know what they're doing. There was a young. It just, it just kind of, it, yeah. it, it bothers me. It bothers me. It's like, I know that we've talked about it, you know, how we've always wanted a better Amarillo. You know, we've always want to see it grow. And it's just. Well, it reminds me of a young man who, if, who ran for city council. What if. Years ago, a few years ago, Hayden Pedigo. Hayden yeah. Pedigo. He he was real progressive oh, yeah. in his ideas, and he wanted to change Amarillo, and he wanted to to reassemble the structure of how things were done. And he totally was just ran out of town. He doesn't live here anymore. He's got a movie about him somewhere, but I don't remember where I saw it. That somebody made a documentary about him. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, New York Times, and he was on. He didn't get several. Very, yeah, he didn't get very many votes, but he he really did a good job of bringing the idea of voting to the forefront. He he turned on a lot of people. I, I clear, and here's the thing. I think I think he should have won. He should have won because I know enough people saw his videos just through word of mouth and just through Facebook. They went viral. And yeah, they were everywhere. And and the fact that he didn't win just shows that shows, the young people yeah. don't show up to vote. The stagnation is is prevalent mm-hmm. and it's it's there for everyone to see just based on that particular situation alone but luckily jason is making this sexy i i, I hope so i don't know <laughs> i mean it's just kind of like think about it. like you but get we like, need you man we need you you're like this fat guy who doesn't even wear a tie no, and no, shows up no, to no. things and you know like jeans and a hoodie no i, I accidentally shaved I'm... my head the other day <laughs> well i had this mohawk thing going and it looked really unprofessional so i went to clean it up and i accidentally gave myself a bald uh... spot so i mean <laughs> i'll tell you what you, all you gotta do is put on a suit you got me yeah, I can't. COVID took my suit from me. It doesn't oh. fit no more. <laughs> <laughs> I had a suit. Well, you know, Photoshop that shit. Well, we, we like it. I like it. Hey, I got I got a jacket on on my website. There you go. <laughs> but I'm really I'm just a regular guy. Like I'm not trying to be pretentious or anything. Yeah, no, that's that's the best part about it. Though and chances that's... are you're gonna see me right after work hauling butt across town trying to get there, and mm. I'm gonna be wearing whatever I wore that day at work, and good. I'll just try to make that... sure it's not a school t-shirt because that just doesn't look good. See, and, and that's, somebody might get mad. That's, yeah. <laughs> somebody, yeah, yeah. That's and that's that's one one thing that I think we need more, and especially in our local 
uh, elected officials is I don't I don't want somebody that has spent the last 15 years building their own little small business empire and then just feels like oh well I've tackled that thing I want to move on to this next thing or you know developers real estate people I'm I don't want anyone that is significantly more affluent than the average Amarillo citizen. That's not who the average Amarillo citizen is. Right. You know, it's just, it's just not the average Amarillo citizen is not someone that owns multiple businesses and is amazingly successful at that. There has all this clout and and notoriety. We need people that just work hard. Yeah. We need it. We need a, a blue collar person who, who is entrenched in the community and has an impact in the community. And yeah. Jason, like Jason, who has Jason to worry has. about the tax rate because they got to pay it. Yeah, or exactly. They got to pay their right. rent. Exactly. Yeah. And the most stressful part of their life is not going to be. Oh God, I don't even know what people like that stress about. I don't know. They do weird things. They do those weird people. Things. They're involved in rings, you know. I'm just, in in, rings. I'm just imagining a dude in a bathrobe in the middle of the day smoking a pipe. Uh-huh, and woofling somewhere. Yeah, I just I don't I can't <laughs> identify with that. I mean I Jeffrey I'd like to understand Jeffrey where Dumb. like where their minds are at and like what they're like, but I can't I I can't imagine even if I was wealthy. Yeah. I can't well, and the problem that. is their minds are not on the north side. Their minds are not on the east side. Their their minds are not on the heights, you know, the San Jacinto, uh, Hamlet, any of those neighborhoods. Yeah. They're not worried about those suffering neighborhoods and the development and they've never been a part of no they've never they've never lived there they've never been a part of it so there's a disconnect there and that's something that i think that you'll be able to bring really well and that's something that even just being an educator being a teacher and on the city council anything that you do every single person in that school is going to know about most likely and i won't and it's not like i'm going to go promote myself at work or anything it's just they'll see you'll see it because you if you pay attention to the news and also, it's it's great because I I man, I double checked and triple checked. There's teachers that serve on the council in other cities because I was kind of worried. Like, am I gonna get fired for running for this? <laughs> and um, and though no, no. I don't think so, but I won't have any authority over AISD's you know tax rates or any of their curriculum or anything that really I won't have any more power at work than I already have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's actually something I think people have wondered about too because that was part of the reason I I totally ruled out running for mayor. Our mayor doesn't have a lot of power, but the perception no. of a mayor is that they do. Yeah. And having a mayor in the classroom would look really bad. Yeah. yeah. But city council should be okay. So, I mean, I'm hoping that really one of the things, even win or lose, that they take away is like, hey, you know, you're in my class. I'm talking to you about how to how to be a part of the process and to vote and to run for office. And it's like, I've done it twice. If I can do it and you're 18 and you want to do something, go freaking do it. Yeah. 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 You don't like something in Amarillo? Well, here, it's a great real-life example that you're providing to mm-hmm. to your students and to the future. It's like a hundred bucks need. in a paper. Go sign up and try. Yeah. yeah. It's a little, good exposure. I was a little shaky whenever we started this podcast because I was like, uh, we're educators. Uh, we're saying fuck shit. Bitch, all this. <laughs> I've been trying not to. And, then, <laughs> and I was like, uh, but then I'm like, we're okay. Right. Well, like, you know, if you, you know, because I mean, we're not we're not sitting here, you know, doing terrible stuff. Well, I mean, or, you know, or anything like that. We're so. just using flammatory and colorful yeah. language. Yeah, but you know, it's just like you said, we we, we most people came out with this. We just say, hey, let's do something. Most and, people use profanity, yeah. and if you if anybody's concerned about children, I mean, mm. young kids wouldn't be listening to a podcast anyway. Mm. No, and older kids hear ten times worse every day out God. of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll be okay on a daily basis. Yeah, right? we we hear it on a daily. Yeah. 
Plus, you know, First Amendment. Yeah. yeah. Amen. There you go. So if you're thinking about representation in the council, one of the other things, and we, you touched on this, those council meetings, um, obviously, I'm going to be at work at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. And okay. I have enough days I can use for half days if I have to, but I'm really hoping that enough new people get in there that you know have jobs and lives and careers and right. stuff like I do. Yeah. We can get those moved back to the evenings. Yeah. Who Tuesday the hell at, has time to meet at noon on a Tuesday? Yeah. That's the Old idea. people that are retired. Nobody, nobody can that's come. It. Well, no, that's the thing. We have our five our four council members and our mayor that can do that every single day when the vast majority of the people in Amarillo can't make the damn meeting that you're setting you don't represent the vast majority you of don't people represent in the people exactly no. you don't to be most accessible to the people I mean we could also have town halls or, or you could conduct business if you have a quorum if you have enough council members so we could meet somewhere on each, like divide the city up into four and meet in a park or meet in a business or somewhere where you can have people like, Oh, Hey, they're in our neighborhood. We can go to that. So you have people that are getting off work or maybe they're worried about, you know, childcare, or, you know, travel time across town. Like, Oh, well they're in, I can't think of the name of a business, but like, Oh, Hey, they're at Dyer's barbecue today. They can come do it. Or yeah. go over to the, one of the parks in the summertime and they can come just come and Even if you don't do a meeting meeting, come and interact with the voters on an even on a weekend or something like that. Let people talk to you. And this is something that's going to be a shock to people, but having a representative that's actually accessible. Yeah. Like Leslie Nope. Right. And <laughs> also imagine like, I don't want any more of this virtual garbage. I mean, I'm okay with live streaming the meeting for the people that are still yeah. afraid to come out or whatever, can't come out for health yeah. reasons or right. that's fine. We can live stream it. But these meetings need to be public, open to the public. Come on down. If you if you personally want to wear a mask, that's fine. If you want to social distance, I mean, well, hopefully there will be enough room. But, I mean, nobody's going to make you. I mean, if, you, if you're not comfortable, then watch the live stream. But I want these things to be open to the people. They can come in and talk. The Open Meetings Act has some very clear rules. And, and having to be on an agenda to talk about a specific item is a bunch of crap. Yeah. That's you have a right to petition your government for a redress of your grievances, and if you take that literally, they mean sign a petition. But nobody takes that literally. It means that you have a right to speak to your representatives about what you need, with no repercussions. Oh, just don't clap. I think I got oh, that's I fully intend to invite Kit Billups to clap at our meetings. <laughs> I mean, if Jeff Epstein can do it, y'all can do it. All right, so Aaron's just no. spouting off some stupid shit <laughs> all of a sudden. Jeffrey no. Epstein did not no. kill himself. Uh, yeah. I had to. I had to do one. He did not. He <laughs> I had did to not. do one. I had to do one joke. He did not kill himself. <laughs> and while we're on it, neither did what's her name, Geese Lane. She didn't kill herself either. Yeah, no. nor, nor did he Harvey got Weinstein. The, he got all the politicians <laughs> to come over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, when did you get funny? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, no, go ahead. There's a there's something that we discussed before the podcast, and I think we should discuss it further. Charles Barkley, most recently, he had a comment on his sports talk show, um, and this was during the Final Four, and it is political. It, it is something that we should bring our attention to, and I would like to know how all of you guys feel about it. So I'm going to play it real quick. It's about 50 seconds long. Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. 
I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. I mean, yeah. I think so. Elected officials, I mean, they're only... You go, you go to Congress, you're a senator. I think you make, like, what, $176,000 a year? I think exactly. Something like that. They have their own special health care that's separate than everyone else's. And it's there's a lot of power to that. And humans are fallible. Humans want power. And they keep doing it over and over and over again. Joe Biden didn't spend 50 years, almost 50 years, in politics because he enjoyed it. No one spends that long. Except unless they're a teacher and we enjoy just, you know pain but yeah you do i, I agree with him for punishment and the, the problem is the yeah. system the problem is, is those elected officials that are at the top of the mountain that never come down from the mountain we don't we it, there's not a changing of guard there's just one rich dude after another and their divisive nature of what they've always done is just to continue that pattern and it just continues to divide everyone within race within you know the 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 social class, the religion, religion. I mean, it, it just never stops. Well, and he hits the nail on the head when he's specific about Republican and Democrat. Because let's say you're an independent, and you 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 do get elected, uh, and you're not as fortunate as Bernie Sanders to continue being elected, even though he's not really an independent. I don't think he is. Uh, but you have to toe that party line if you want to continue to get the support to continue being able to be elected. And so it's just a it's just cyclical nature of just a whole lot of that. I think there's a lot of yep. like we talked actually we talked about this in class recently. It's like it's political socialization. It comes from like your parents and the media and everything. And the media is a big part of this. So whether you're liberal or conservative, I think the biggest problem and, and I shouldn't I don't know how far into that we want to go, but like people don't hear each other. We don't want to sit down and talk to each other. We hear Republican or Democrat or communist or fascist. We point the finger. The other side shrieks. It's just nobody sits and actually considers what the other side has to say. And you could argue that one side or the other side or maybe both. I mean, they do this intentionally and they twist words and they and they bait each other. And like thinking about Bernie, like I make jokes all the time. I say Biden stole the election. Now, some people honestly believe that. I say it a lot of times just to troll some of my liberal coworkers and friends just because I know it bugs them. Because it's, it's funny. Yeah. But if you think no, about it's it, funny. it is. I actually think that Biden, and I don't mean like the whole QAnon conspiracy thing, but I actually think that Biden may have stole the election from Bernie. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because I was, when I watched the Democrat primaries or the caucuses, it seemed to me that Bernie Sanders is in the lead, and he had way more support among young people. I was looking at, and I don't want to go too far on Biden because I know there's probably some listeners that really like him, and that's fine. He has a long history of saying, like, really racist, bad, horrible things. He does. But well, he yet, or it. orange man bad and mean tweets for the last four years, and then suddenly Trump is the racist. But But Biden's got, like, quotes about how, like, Poor kids are just as smart as white kids and all kinds of stuff like that. He said that. He said something about Indian people the other day. I was like, well, how do you how do you hear these things out of your president or your senator when he was senator and not I don't get it. How do you not process that as like that's a problem? Because Maybe we should tell him to shut up. He's fulfilling one side's ad agenda and and they I don't, don't think that they don't want to get off the mountain with him, so they're gonna let things go in one oh, yeah. ear and out the other. 
So they just let things go. But it's in their interest to keep us divided because if they keep us under control, they, they, so there's a lot of control happening because, you know, COVID created a lot of government control. And then they keep us dumb. They keep us dependent on the system. They keep us angry and at each other's throats. We don't realize who our real enemy is because the American people are really very similar in a lot of ways. Like, it doesn't matter what your religion, your skin color is. We all have a lot of the same values and things in common. And it's it's maybe it's more of a an elite versus the people. And I'm I am a populist. I'm very much into that whole elite versus the people. And I think the common people are being screwed by a very small class of you mm-hmm. know powerful individuals. Very much. And, and I, I think have, a lot of those powerful individuals ensure that they cover that up. Those high profile politicians. I agree with you. And that's or, how it's always or, been. That's how it's always going to be. The celebrities, the culture of celebrities, the people that during the pandemic decided, let's all take a video of ourselves and then send it to everyone because they're clowns and they, they need the attention. The cult of personality. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, I think Biden straight up stole it from Bernie. Cause I remember before the shutdown, uh, it was an election year, and so I I was I was f- facing with everything. Every free time that I had, I was reading up, and I was like, okay, well, Kamala's calling Biden a racist, and, <laughs> and, and is basically saying, you know, she, this was when she was still into Me Too. This is when she still believed all women, and she threw him under the bus and said, mm-hmm. I, you know, I believe Tara Reid. And then the shutdown happened, and the next thing I knew, Biden was ahead. And he chose her as his yeah. as his running mate. And yeah. I don't understand that choice either. Well, she, like, she hated him at one point, so yeah. I mean, that, from that stance alone, like, how does that make sense? And I know he had some specific criteria. He said he wanted a, a woman of color. Yeah. Well, and this will probably piss somebody off, but I mean, since when do we judge people's qualifications by their gender or their skin color? And if we are going to do that, since we're not supposed to do that anymore, if we are going to do that... There are lots of other candidates he could have chosen for a variety of reasons. I mean, what about Stacey Abrams? What about um, Tulsi Gabbard? There's a lot of people that he could have gone with. And a lot of those people had a lot more popular appeal than Harris did. Nobody liked Harris. Harris was running. She was hemorrhaging. Well, I thought nobody liked Harris. She, like, she was she hemorrhaging even money. Four percent of her own state. Like nobody, no. nobody wanted her. Nobody wanted her. You know, if, if I he would have, I would have voted for Biden if Tulsi uh. Gabbard was his running mate. One hundred percent, I would have voted for Biden. But I didn't. So because <laughs> I didn't don't think her. a lot of people really realized the agenda that Biden had. He told us about it, but everybody that I know that was a fan of Biden said, "Oh, he's got, he's got this great moderate record." I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> people don't do their, their they research. Thought. They don't. Yeah, they see a, they see what's happening problem. now, and it's tunnel vision, and they don't they don't see the larger picture of their career and what happened before. Because well, it's like what Jason talked about. We don't talk anymore. No, we, we don't. It's, it's a, just social media based. Yeah. conversation and, and, and it's I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And you're I'm a right. communist. And you're yeah. a communist. Or I'm right. And you're, you're a fascist. An, or you're a Nazi. Yeah. Fascist. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> there's, there's a handful. I have a handful of people on the other side of me that we do have really interesting conversations, and I enjoy those. But by and large, it's just it's just the American public as a whole is so polarized. We just can't talk anymore. No. It's like that song. Was it Charlie Puth? We don't talk anymore. Yeah. That's a good song. I can't sing. I was going to do it, but I can't bring myself to do it. Aaron will sing. Yeah. It's just yeah. social media. You know what? I think it boils down to that. Personally. You know what? Facebook but, is cancer. You know what also makes yeah. me mad? Is like, you know, whenever they make, they make a comparison chart, you know, they have these, you know, this, you know, whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. this is what he does. This is what he, I mean, it's like, yeah, they, 
Are you fucking kidding me? Why would you go by that? It's like, not. Yeah, it's yeah, not like, that like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. Why would you go but by pe- a people chart are dumb enough to, by to who, take that as the gospel? Uh, by the fucking blind man made that fucking shit, and they're going, yeah, hell yeah, well, let's believe that shit. Well, it's a little it's fitting an agenda. I don't get it. I don't get. That's why I'm like, I get so upset because I'm like, yep. you make a comparison chart. Like, who the fuck made that first? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bite sized push card yeah. that you can give. And I, if you look, you can find all kinds of terrible things in both parties' platforms. Oh, you can yeah. find. Well, I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I can. I can say. I mean, not terrible, but I can find. So I, I'd vote Republican. I'll BS aside, and I can find some things in the GOP's platform that really I don't agree with. And I'm sure Democrats feel the same way. Like, yeah, there's exactly. a lot of stuff. If you dig, you can always find something. Yes. But what yep. nobody wants to do is find the common ground anymore. And we have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. could just decide, and this is a crazy thing. We could just decide on the stuff that we disagree about. We can just decide and say, all right, you do you, I'll do me. And then that's it. And, and it's, it's none of your fucking business what I do, it's none of my business what you do. And that's the way it is about the majority of issues. But people don't want Americans, that. I think if you actually could get people on board with that and get them to try it, I think that would solve a lot of things. I think I actually think that y'all teach middle schoolers, right? You got a lot of fights? Elementary. Elementary. Middle school. A lot of fights? Yep. We got yep. a lot of fights in high school level too. If you could take that attitude, if we could instill that, and I've tried to instill that attitude in my class because I have kids that, you know, they have vehemently disagree with each other. It's like, you know, if you could just be like, oh, I don't like that person. Well, leave them alone. Yeah, you don't have to be friends with them. You know, and don't talk to them. There'd be no fights. There'd be no conflict. Just leave each other the hell alone. Mind your own business, like we used to do as a country, but that's that no longer exists within our fabric. That's one thing that I think, and one thing that I would like to see different at the elementary age is, I think that one thing that is is a lot of the cause for some of this, and it stems after our generation. Our generation was the last one where play was a major factor. In kindergarten. Yeah. We played in kindergarten. We were taught, we learned conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. We learned to accept others. We learned to play in groups. We spent more time playing than talking. Well, someone, someone, someone somewhere said, you learn more from a person with an hour of play than you do worth of a years of conversation. I can see that. And so when we took that away and we stopped teaching just that ingrainedness, just teaching them, hey, you, you know, you play, things go bad, you get over it. You play, things go bad, you just get over it. We moved away from that. And then when social media came on and our ability to completely disconnect the in-person conversation of, and I think everyone here will agree, a lot of the shit that people say on the internet, you would not say in front of the person. No. You just wouldn't. It's a lot of keyboard. Depends on how many warriors. Depends. Well, yeah, and it, 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 but that but yeah, like, and it depends on the person as well. But for the most part, if you have something shitty to say about someone and they're right in front of you, you're just not. Mm-hmm. You're gonna think it's not worth it. It's not worth getting my ass kicked. Or it's yeah, not I, worth getting slapped. It's I not worth say getting, it online. Yeah, I'd just be like, Man, I don't like this person. <laughs> block. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, that's an ass. They're their assholes. Block, block, yeah. block. That solves a lot of problems. Too many people want to be heard. It's just our our. Did you just turn on Rick Astley? Rick, yes, I did. <laughs> he's never going to give you up. He's never. He's never going to. Look at his freaking trench coat. That is the coolest trench coat I've ever seen in my life. I'm just. I'm going. I didn't I'm realize he's wearing a Canadian. Look at his hair. He's wearing like, a Canadian tuxedo too. Good. Look at that hair. Mm. So this part of the podcast, we react to a music video, and go ahead, Scott, introduce this one. Uh so this is. I don't know. Is it never going to give you up? It's the Rick Astley video. Um, it's a huge deal. 
apparently to people. One thing I didn't know is I guess he doesn't own the rights to the song. So every time it's referenced or used, he doesn't get any money from Look it. Look at that denim outfit. It just I he doesn't I still it's just denim from head to toe. I can hear him. What is that? It's like a yacht club. I can hear him in my mind and it doesn't fit. The music video does a music video fit the song? No. No. Not at all. I yes. mean the, with the girls maybe, but I this sounds to me like a like a college or high school age like romance type thing like like it's so wholesome if you think about like the message of this song. I mean, we didn't, we don't have wholesome things like that anymore. We have like I don't know. I mean, I like metal, so I don't really care, but we have some terrible music these days. We do. We yeah. have some awful music. And music videos aren't what they used to be. No. I used to love watching music videos in MTV. Yes, Beavis and Butthead reacting to music videos. The song was so good they had to do it twice. I think it was like Danzig had like two videos for Mother or something. Or was it Pantera had two videos for Cowboys from Hell or something and they had to do it twice. I love their reactions. Yeah, he's got the exact same dance move throughout the whole thing. It's like the same few cuts over and yeah. over. How old do you think he is right there? He looks pretty young. He, like 23. he looks like a... Yeah, I was, I was going to say 23. Shit, he's he gonna looks be 18 to me. Man, he's cuffing his jeans. Damn. I knew that See, was... See, that's somewhere. the best outfit, the denim yeah. outfit. No, just... It's... it's okay, this is going to sound strange, but what was that? <laughs> just a random guy jumping on a fence. Okay, that was one of the funnest and things Daisy to do, though, as a kid. In gym is when you would run and you would try to... Jump, kick off the wall. That was that was one of the funniest. You know, things. the thing I like about him in this video is his hips. Uh, he keeps all his dance moves simple. Everything stays. And everything's the same. Everything stays very dead repetitive in the bubble. He's not trying to do nothing crazy. So I got to give him props on that. Like everything's all here. He's moving like. I like the dancing. I, I gotta give them props. I see some like the modern fashion trends that I see with kids. Like, I mean, when I was in a student, I think it was in when was it in college? The popped collars, the cuffed yeah. jeans, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know some it. of the fit of the jeans. Like, like all this stuff is everything old is new again. It is. I need that. Hair, I need that kind of hair to come back. I'm tired of these these perms and mullets and oh, oh the yeah. mullets. I can't stand yeah, those. Yeah. Or the chili bowls. Yeah, yeah, the chili, chili bowls are uh, legit. Chili bowls meant not that right someone cared about no, your hair. Not right. When, <laughs> when you're thirteen, we're past the chili bowl stage. When you're thirteen stage. years old, I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll say it. Like, ah, it's just classy. Women are wearing right the, the mom pants that go up to their freaking. Yeah, I'm pretty oh sure. God, he's got oh, hey, Obama crazy. brought those back in the in the late or the early 2010s. He brought back the mom jeans. Wow. But that's a, I mean, that's a good one to reflect on. I like having that one. Rick Astley, that's a good actual video. It is. And it's one that's it's been repopularized recently. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we rickrolled people in the 2000s forever. I mean, mm. it never gets old. No. It's a catchy tune. You got to admit. It is. it is. It's not as catchy as Billie Jean, though. That's true. That's the next song that just, that just came on. Uh, I, I still think that. 80s Michael Jackson that this type of Michael Jackson move, music is some of the best music ever. Absolutely. It's just you don't you don't go past it. This is another weird music video though. The King of Pop. One of these uh, Eddie Van Halen or somebody played guitar on one of these songs. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been this one. Oh, Beat It. I think it was Beat It. Oh, nice. I think Van oh, Halen nice. played guitar or something. I'd like to hear that one. 
There's some pretty crazy metal covers of Beat It out there, too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I heard that before, and I was like, badass. Like, come on, man. You can play for me. All I watched right. <laughs> a video of, I think it was Post Malone doing, like, country songs. Yeah. Like, real country songs. Yeah. He's that, he's an all-around true artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he is a, an avid gun enthusiast, which is what I kind of wanted us to end the podcast on. All right. Uh, All right. Because... Biden just released his his plan, his call, his executive actions, or whatever the hell he wants to call it, um, encroaching on what's considered ghost guns, which are, they say it's like parts to put a gun together, which is kind of bullshit, because, I mean, you can go outside and get a get a, a, a pipe, and and boom, you have a gun. Like, stick a shotgun shell in and flick the back well, of it. A potato gun? It's kind of right? stupid yeah. how they focus. They always do this. They... they and I don't like any of the agenda that the Biden administration has, but it's, it's kind of interesting how Democrats always do this. They, they start focusing on gun control, and it's like they don't expect the backlash that's coming. But ghost guns are like, I guess you can buy a lower, and you have to assemble it yourself and mill it yourself, and there's no yeah. serial number. Now, you know, he's ban- he wants to ban that. Now I want one. Yeah. I've never been a fan of, like, the P80s, the 80%, because that's what it is. It's an 80%. It's 80% of a gun. And you have to you have to mill the rest of it, or you can do it with like a handgun and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I'm the same way. No need for it. Three three D print yourself a handgun. <laughs> yeah. I, now I just want one, and it's like I don't even need one. I just it's just like well, if you're gonna ban it, I want one. So I don't know. Like I don't think I, I wonder if the Supreme Court will you know deal with that. I mean, they seem to they've punted quite a few cases lately. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. I. But I would say I mean thinking about like a lot of people are in in our area are worried about this. I mean. Well, I know a lot of FFL dealers who, um, who that's what that's what that's what they do. They make guns, they manufacture their their firearms, they have their own milling devices, they manufacture the firearms, and then they sell them. That's their that's their living, and making the guns this way, using the eighty percent lowers or something like that. Uh, that's that's how they're making their living. They're not buying complete serialized lowers. They're making their own. And this is going to put them out of business. And it just goes back to the whole thing of everyone complaining or bitching and moaning saying, well, you know, you don't need an assault rifle and stuff like that, which there's no such thing as an assault rifle. That doesn't actually exist. You know, I... Assault potato. This might go like... Did you assault somebody with it? I mean, I have an assault... I have an assault baseball. There you go. Here's the thing. This might go like maybe just a little 180. So the other day I was teaching about interchangeable parts. Right, interchangeable and, parts. Yes. Okay. Eli Whitney. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had the there's a you know on the PowerPoint there's a picture, and it's a rifle. There's all the parts. Yeah. Uh, that's why it started, <laughs> like to make things easier, right? Yeah. To do, I was like, and then I heard this, and I was like, I mean, dude, do you not do you, do you not read your history shit? No, like, no, this is reason no, why. Didn't. This is why we did it for this for a cause like this. Yeah, and then look at all the places in the, in the world like, in history that have disarmed their people and killed millions of yeah, their own. But that's people. what I said. That's why we did it this way. Like you know, like, yeah. you know, when, I, when I put when I put two to two together, I was like, what? You know why? I mean, this is why that guy did it for a reason. And everybody was like, yeah, that. Thank you. I'm glad you made something easy for us, so we can do it our way for the people. Oh yeah, and that's why I, was, I don't know. I know it went kind of one eighty, but when I heard the, when I when I heard about the gun thing, I was like, "That's just so the government weird. shouldn't be stopping you from so making your like, own yeah. firearm. The government should fuck out of the firearm business." 
Dictatorships throughout history have killed millions of their own people <coughs> after they've disarmed them, and that's just... If you think about it, too, like, look at all these rules and this crap that Biden has pushed out. Like, it's like 58 executive orders. You know what kind mm-hmm. of person it governs by order and doesn't let their elected representatives do their job? I feel a like tyrant. Yeah. No, but Trump was the tyrant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Orange man bad. Yeah. Which, mean, mean tweets. You know, and, and that's the thing. Trump did a lot of stupid... Let me rephrase. Trump said a lot of stupid stuff. But before he became president, literally everybody loved Trump. Oh yeah, he was he was a big fan. And if you look, and I think we were, we mentioned this before the podcast, he people said, "Oh, he's a flip flopper. He's not a real Republican." He's well, yeah. In New York, you have a closed primary. He probably changed parties several times to support a candidate he liked in this primary. And then if you think about it, what, what kind of person only votes based on the D or the R? Yeah. I mean, you really need to listen to the people because in the past, I mean, the parties have been different and the candidates have been different. I don't know. It's just think about like all these these executive orders, especially against Second Amendment. I think Greg Abbott, our governor, for once did something good. I think he did this. I'm going to have to check. But didn't he declare Texas a Second Amendment sanctuary? I think he did it as an executive order, but then he's also wanting legislation pushed. And there to should do it. be. I think um, I'm not a big fan of Abbott in a lot of ways, but he did. If that's what he did, that's good. And there's some, there are several Second Amendment related bills in progress in the House. So if you're listening and you're and that's important to you, there's one about constitutional carry that you, uh, if For mm. Price or John Smithy is your rep, they haven't signed it yet. So if you consider those people to be conservatives, you need to get on them, call them, email them, blow up their phones because there's no question that if 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 gun rights are important to this region, which I know they are, then those two reps need to be representing and signing that bill, and they haven't done it yet. There was something like 4 million background checks completed yeah. in the month of March, and so, which is hilarious. Biden's giving, out, Biden's giving out stimulus money, and you know people are, some people mm-hmm. are using that to buy guns. Oh, yeah. You but, can't find ammo anywhere. Yeah, but, you know, the idea that the government, any, any government anywhere, the idea that they would want to, in, that they are wanting to interject and take guns away. And I hate it when I see, uh, you know, veterans, cause I've had a few friends that are veterans that, that post on there that, you know, citizens do not need or civilians do not need semi-automatic weapons. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that there's going to be a giant government overthrow or anything like that in the near future. But making comments like that is kind of like, well, maybe we do, you know, maybe we do because the police are not going to be there to protect me. Or my family. Especially and, if we can't hire enough. Yeah. And it's certainly not going to be the military because you want to talk about some of the least paid over uh, least paid people in the entire United States is our military service members. Plus, we're going to get ourselves into another war in the Middle East. I mean, yeah. they've already they bombed Syria. And imagine that. You know, nobody wanted to talk about that. We bombed Syria. And then the, the Boulder shooter was a Syrian yeah. national or something yeah. like These might be linked. I don't know. Maybe they're not. But it's kind of a coincidence. Oh, yeah. Just so, I mean, all over America, this idea, and I don't like to use the word sanctuaries, but the governors and people are already doing because it implies that it links it to like the you know sanctuary cities for immigration, which you know we're on the I'm on the opposite side of that. I don't like that. But if you just have your county sheriffs and your city governments, which I'd be willing to do this, basically, we're not enforcing it. Bye. Yeah. Well, and I would hate to be. I mean, who the hell? It's not going to be the politicians are going to be the ones. Like, let's say they do some kind of confiscation thing. It's not going to be the politicians that are going out and risking their lives. No. It's because not going some to be people, the cops either. No. The cops aren't going to do it. They're just not. And Especially our own not military probably wouldn't. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's some crazy generals out there on Twitter that talk a lot of mess. But yeah. 
the average soldier is just like you and me. But I don't think we're going to have another like Kent State issue or anything like that. No. I just don't see that happening. No, I don't think so. And if you look at like the statistics, I don't understand why they focus on like a so-called assault rifles. Like, you know how few shootings are carried out with an AR-15 or an oh, AK yeah. pattern? So, I mean, if you look at, like, there's shotguns and handguns and, and a variety of other things. But, what was it, Jim Jones killed how many people with freaking Kool-Aid? Timothy, oh, yeah. Timothy yeah, McVeigh yeah. killed how many people with, with the fertilizer. federal building with fertilizer and yeah. fuel? I mean, people who want to do evil are going to find a way to do evil. And in, until you can eliminate evil from society and all criminals are, are disarmed and put away, you really just can't disarm the people. And that shit's not going to happen. No, so, because I'm not. No, no, it's we, not going to happen. We have to be able to defend ourselves. No, and our no but families. I mean, just getting and getting rid of evil. Yeah. That's because, not going to oh, happen. Because criminals don't follow laws. Yeah. And that's all it is. They will always exist. Therefore, our need to protect ourselves will always exist. So if, if guns kill people, then. It's KFC's fault and spoons that made me fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy it. I just yeah. don't. I don't understand. When the people, well, why do you need a gun that has this many bullets? Well, why does it matter to you what I have? Yeah. I mean, well, I, if that gun could be used to kill someone. Okay. So can your car. Not saying that they're the same thing. I'm not saying that one device, a gun is made to kill. Absolutely. 100%. And doesn't so mean you, it's going to kill someone. You learn to drive a car. You learn to operate a firearm. You 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 learn to use the devices, and you are responsible. I mean, what are we going to ban cars? Are we going to ban like what are we going to? I don't know. It's such as their arguments against it are so. It seems so stupid to me. And I know that they're they're really really impassioned over there on the other side. I just I don't get it. Yeah, and I get it because they see people dying from guns, but it's it's easier to blame something that is. It's, that's an easy fix. It is. and if It's you look an at, easy fix to say, no more guns. Okay, everything's solved. We're good. We can go home. I've done my job. I'm if right. If you look at school shootings and things, like look at some of the motivations. And I hate looking at school shootings because it's 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 yeah. a depressing subject. But why did they happen? Like if you look back to like, what was it, Columbine? Look at the diaries that the shooters had and the things that they'd said and the things that happened. So maybe uh, this, is a, this goes back to a respect for others. Leave each other alone. What's the other word? Evil in your heart. You, it's it's a teaching and not a teacher problem. It's it's a it's a society problem. We don't yeah. teach our kids to cope with things, and then they just lash out. Like, well, because we're too ingrained in this. Got to solve. You got to solve bullying, yep. and yeah. all the other things that go along with it. Like, why would someone have negative such negative feelings that they'd want to kill their classmates? Like, yeah. and and every time you have a school shooting, that's the biggest time that the gun the gun arguments come out. Yeah. But yeah. Look at the root cause of the violence and try to solve what. And, of course, the shooter is to blame, but try to solve the problems that led to him or her becoming a shooter. It's definitely a society issue that continues to be a growing issue and problem, and it has throughout time. And it's it's not going away anytime soon because of what you just picked up there, a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And it's just that is the new mechanism that is making it worse and evolve into something bigger and more divisive and, and detrimental to our youth. Well, we, we've yeah. stimulated, we're stimul or not stigmatized is the word. I mean, we stigmatized mental health. Yeah. Like if you break an arm or a leg and all your friends line up to want to sign your cast, but if, if you break up here in your head and, and you need to get help, it's embarrassing. It's you're a bad person. You're, you're, you're cast aside. And, yeah, you're and weak. Yeah. You would think that people would, would come together and support you just like they would if you broke a limb and then you go get treated, you get better. I mean, it, there's no, there's no harm in that, but it's, it's just, there's so many attitudes that we have to work on as a, as a country. See, and I think that's one thing that the Republicans do not capitalize enough on and shun 
it seems in a lot of in a, just in a lot of ways is is the the fact that mental health is a massive problem in this mm-hmm. nation in this people especially with our children and the treatment I mean, for it, it stigmatizes everyone mm-hmm. to the point where like people are afraid to ask for help they're afraid yeah. to talk to someone yeah. Yeah. or they don't know how yeah or there's I mean, or there's no resources available yeah yeah they don't know how there's no resources available it's it's yeah like you said it's stigmatized by what they see on tv what mental health looks like they're worried about being called crazy and just people being able to admit you know shit's bad right now it is i mean you, you look at the last year alone yeah, how I mean, crazy just think the toll of the toll of the lockdowns and and I know the masks has become a politicized thing, but one of the things that I've noticed, like I have a hard time learning people's names because yeah. I can't see their faces. And then when I do see their mm-hmm. faces, I don't recognize them. And that, you know, yeah, it, it kind of dehumanizes people. Yeah. And I understand the purpose behind it, but it, at the same time, like what's the cost? Well, and that's one thing that we've seen a lot with our students is, you know, working at an elementary, they're not able to verbalize as much. And so a lot of, I mean, y'all know a lot of, a lot of teaching and, and when you have a group of, you know, 25 to 30 kids, a lot of what you see in order of gauging where they are and understanding is nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if the only thing you see is the eyes, those eyes can show you, hey, I'm in, I'm engaged, but that face and the rest of the body is just not there. And there's no way of picking up on that. It also makes it harder to relate to others. Yeah. Like, you know, we have a phenomenon. I don't know if, it, I don't think it happens here, but like in other cities, bigger cities, especially, you know, like people could be injured or sick or, or having a heart attack on the stairs. Have you seen that where people just walk by and ignore? Yeah. Yeah. When you see somebody, it's just a blank face. Like you don't really necessarily relate to that person. You don't know there's something wrong. What if they can't speak? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, I'm not trying to make a case against the mask. I mean, I, I feel pretty strongly that they're that they're a bad thing, but I understand all the reasons why the schools and the, and some places still have it. I mean, I'm not trying to fight it. I just I worry about the cost of it in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But fortunately, we have a lot of great treatments surrounding COVID and COVID patients. These vaccines are working really, really well. Uh, you know, are are pretty close. Hopefully, in the next four or five years, we'll deem them a medical miracle. And they'll be as you know as as promising as everyone hopes, but in the meantime, it's just trying to get by, mm-hmm. trying to get to that point of somewhat normalcy. I thought I saw it the other day when I saw like forty thousand people at the Texas Rangers game. Yeah, yep. that was kind of nice. Full to capacity, see. and everyone yeah. went there. And this is the best part: some people were in masks, some people weren't. Mm-hmm. People were just living their lives, and they like, had yeah, a choice. They have a choice, and they're taking their choice. And that's another thing, too. The choice, I think, is important. If someone feels comfortable, they should absolutely do it. And as a society or as a city, we also, if, if we're making things optional, we need to make sure that, to the best of our ability, because you, know, you can't control people like that, make sure that people are respectful. Like, if you choose to wear a mask, I shouldn't be bullying you. If I don't yeah. want to, you yep. shouldn't be talking any trash to me either. Like, if, if it bothers you, well, stay six feet away. I don't like wearing a mask out. But if I go up to a business and they have a, a sign and it just says, please wear a mask, yeah. I'll wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, if I, yeah if definitely. I will respect to, it. If, yeah. And it, I'll either wear it, it or It should I won't be up go. to the people. Yeah, whether exactly. At this point, it should be up to the people whether or not they want to wear a mask. And you shouldn't judge one another based on their decision. I mean, and, and we get hung up on the judgment part of it. And that, as, as, as you know, alone will, will divide all of us. And, and it's just... It's something that has come with this pandemic that we can't control. But, I mean, that's what I hate about it is the division based on our opinion. I think some people, I think that they take joy in judging others. And maybe that's the evil part. Maybe that's the the real evil. Because the evil that we see of, of someone that, 
plans out a mass shooting, that is that is evil. No way around it. Definitely. But that's a rare evil. We don't have many mass shooters. And people may say, well, you know, we had 15 or we had 150 last year. Well, there's 300 million people. That's an incredibly small percentage. Whereas half the people on social media are dicks to each other. Yeah, and that's people, a large percentage of evil. People love opportunities to control each other and to and to feel superior. And I think some of this some of these side effects of the COVID things and the masks, I think gives people that feeling of a power trip. Yeah. And it's not just masks. I mean you'll you'll see it all the time. I mean the Karen meme is a thing oh, yeah. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Excuse me. Excuse yeah, uh that's we we have, we've had a couple of conversations on here about Karens. Oh yeah, they're they're prevalent out there. Though. Which which you know, and I hate the name Karen because I have an aunt Karen, and she's absolutely lovely person. Yeah, I feel bad for all the cool people out there yeah, named Karen. The cool Karen. Yeah, where did the name originate with the, to become synonymous with that? I don't know, but it fits. And it seems like the hairstyle they picked. I can't. Kate Gosselin, I think. Yeah. The hairstyle. Like, I feel bad for her too, because I mean, she had that hairstyle uh-huh. everybody associates with Karen. But I mean, is she a? I don't know. Maybe she is. John like, and Kate Plissy. Was it, I, I was mean, about to say the exact same thing. Wasn't? Know. Didn't she like cheat on him or something, or was it vice versa? Uh-huh. Cheated on her. I think they were both like terrible to each other. Right. I was too busy laughing at Octo Mom to pay attention. <laughs> oh, Octo Mom. <laughs> you know that was when <laughs> I, I remember. T- <laughs> <laughs> I remember when TLC used to have actual. Like medical medical stuff instead yeah. of yeah. just instead of just reality TV. I remember I when Sci Fi didn't have it. wrestling on it. Sci Fi oh. has wrestling it, on it now. For a while it did. I don't know if oh, it still man. does because I don't I don't pay for cable anymore. Sightings was one of the best shows on Sci Fi of the day. But yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember Sightings. The Sightings yeah. is good. You remember Sightings, but you don't I believe in aliens. It's like the history. It's like aliens. What a bunch of dumbass crackers. History's aliens, the Bible, and and. What's the other thing? Oh, Pawn Hitler's henchmen. Pawn oh. Pawn is Pawn Stars on history? I think now? it's on history. It is on history. What yes. the hell? Oh, man. American Ancient Pickers. Aliens. I love American Pickers. Okay, those. those that's yeah. that's actually kind of cool. See, I can see that being a good. Well, yeah, because you have yes. old stuff that you find. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like wrestling on sci-fi. Like, all right. <laughs> that's just when. Who is it? That's like Turner. Uh, Ted Turner. Oh, his businesses and stuff. They're I'll really. Take, I'll take wrestling before Sharknado. Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah, I have I haven't seen Sharknado or any of the Sharknados, but it's I remember a, like it's an la- embarrassment. The it's last sad. one was the one that Mark Cuban. You know, I started watching Hubie Halloween too, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep in that damn movie. Oh, damn it! That's probably why I didn't watch Tiger King at your request either, because it was I bet it was I would have fallen asleep in I, that too. No, I watched not that like one. two episodes of that, and all I just I just wanted to understand the that bitch Carol Baskin meme, and then I was just like, <laughs> I'm done. this is too stupid for me. I'm done. Oh, uh, it's 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 a classic. It's a classic. I'm surprised Trump yeah. didn't pardon him. I know. I was too. I thought he definitely was going to give him a pardon. I was so he ready. A, he had a freaking limo yeah, outside of prison just in case. He had a limo <laughs> fucking running, like waiting. He he pardoned a lot of people, though. Yeah. But I would have pardoned a lot of people, though, too. Me too. I'd be like, fuck it. You're free. You're free. You're free. Doesn't matter. Okay, so who in... I don't know. I don't know anyone. Never mind. I was going to say, who would you pardon? I don't know of anyone that like is in prison that doesn't need to be, so I can't really say who I'd pardon. I feel like I would give like Betty White a blanket pardon, mm-hmm. and just tell Betty White you can go, you can purge, you can go do whatever you want to. Betty White, you're you you're America's Queen you Elizabeth. Want. I don't know national like, treasure. Yes, national treasure. If you think like the most prominent people, I actually I do have one that I'd pardon. But you think like most of the prominent people that are in trouble for stuff, it's like really dirty shit that you wouldn't want to pardon yeah. for. Yeah, right. I would pardon Edward Snowden. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
I mean, I know he he did something. He did some stuff that was wrong, but I mean, I think the the whistleblowing on the the corruption and the wrongdoing was, I think, for the greater good. And I really it bothers me that somebody with his knowledge and skill set is in Russia and yeah. not here. Yeah, willingly. Yeah, too. and, and they, I, I highly even, doubt they're catering to his American set of. I, I don't know. That's, I mean, I hope they're not doing anything to oh him. God, but I hope not. His he's had some pod or some YouTube shows and or videos and stuff about like privacy with your computer, and so it's really interesting. But yeah. I just I I think. All like those kind of people, the whistleblowers that exposed corruption and wrongdoing and, and evil doing on our government's behalf. I I would pardon those people. Edward Snowden's a and big. Just I tell people all the time, like we're a great country, but we got to do better. We can't yeah. be the good guys if we're doing this bad shit in the side. Yeah. I mean, a year ago, Joe Rogan interviewed Edward Snowden. Have you guys listened to that one? I haven't listened. I think to that I've one. listened to part of it. That might have been. That might have been how I found out about. It. He did a privacy thing on like your, on your phone, like how to have your privacy on your phone. And it's like kind of scary how like Android and Apple like spy on you so much. Oh, he, yeah. he showed it. It was really neat. God, yeah, that's I, scary too. I, I read one thing saying that um, it was talking about Amazon Alexas at the time or anything, but it, it records people. And I thought about it when we would go over to Trey's all the time because he had two of those devices. Yeah. You know, and it would record. Uh, it would record you, and it would remember your voice. And so every time you would come over, it would pick up on your voice and then it would start cataloging you as, or it could start cataloging you as like person X, person X. And then if it started showing patterns of person X and person Y were over there at the exact same time, then it would start developing patterns about where they were from and kind of like, yeah, kind of like AI learning. Yeah. I wonder if my Google Home does that. I have a Google Home. Uh, So do we. We have a couple. I need to get that Google Home to you. $20. I'll sell it to you. Yeah, I have no. like three or four of them because I, I bought one of them little ones just to try it, and then the I Google liked dot. it. So I bought one of the big ones, not the huge one, but like the you know the beer can size ones. It had a decent speaker in it. And then they Google emailed me one time and said, "Oh, thanks for being a a loyal Google customer." I don't know why, but they're like, "Cause I've never bought anything from their store." And they they said, "Just do this, and you can get a free Google Home Mini." And I was like, yeah. "This has got to be a scam." <laughs> so I clicked the link on you know because I, I have all the the shields up and everything. And it took me to the Google store, and I put in the code that it said, and it sent me a free Google Home. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, I, they're spying on me. We got a we got a free one that way too. I don't know how I thought I it was ours. bullshit. I was I like, that's too. real. I was waiting for you to say I clicked on a link, and all of a sudden the prince from Nigeria was in front of me on a video chat. And he was saying, "I need money." No, he that's that's the new one is now the car warranty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Is that is that is that really a scam? I keep, I don't know if it's a scam. I just get tired of hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I get, I get a lot of calls. I get one every other day from the car warranty. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, all right, well, Jason, is there anything else we you wanted to talk about? Present yourself as hopefully the next city councilman, place two. Well, I mean, we've hit most of my big issues. Like, I really want to bring that, that transparency and that accessibility to the people. Like, have the government be responsive to the people, where they can actually walk in and talk to us. And really just save the taxpayers' money because it's, it's the taxpayers' money, not the city government's money. And any kind of money expense. And I'm not going to have an H.W. Bush moment and say no new taxes. That's, <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. But if, you, if we're going to spend the people's money, it needs to be on the services and infrastructure that the people pay for and the people deserve to have. Make sure that – and then little things like – and it's not a little thing. Like does, do the roads and the streets and the services look the same on the north side as they do on the south side? Is everyone being treated equally? Oh, hell no. And not. then when we get our single-member districts, if I'm able to get that to happen, even if I end up districting myself out of a job, I'm okay with that. 
I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's not like I'm giving up $170,000 salary or anything, you know? Yeah. So we have to be careful about like, think about it. gerrymandering is a thing. We can't have that. We have to make sure that everybody is equally represented so that they all have a fair shot at being heard. Cause the, I mean, if you think it's the democratic values, it's Republican values, little D, little R, <coughs> those, those values that our country is built on is equal representation and fairness for everyone. Maybe not fairness, but equal representation yeah. and equal shot and, and a voice. Yeah. And that's fair. That's all it that's is needed. fair. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to know more about me and you're listening, go to Jason for or you can just find me on Facebook. I'm probably, if you type Jason Fogel song, even if you butcher my name, it'll probably show up. <laughs> Otherwise, um, there's a couple more candidate forums. Early voting starts the, I think the 13th and the election day is mm-hmm. May 1st. So I'd appreciate your vote. And if you don't feel like I'm the candidate for you, I have an incumbent that I'm running against and another challenger. Check them out. Maybe they're for you. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, yes. For coming on the show yes. tonight yeah, and, was, and speaking to us, we loved having you. Uh, Hopefully, we can have you back. Great as, stuff. As great the sitting uh, council. That was, yeah, was uh, very informative. I need. I love listening to that kind of stuff. Yeah, we needed that. I felt smart, but I loved it. But no, I loved it. That was awesome. All right. Was well, awesome. I am Jared Scott. I'm Aaron Pinion, and I'm James Fairchild. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned next week for episode forty-nine.